0: You're listening to Knives on Thrill vs. the Podcast, and we're here to be listening to the podcast inside of the box.
1: Welcome to another episode of knives monroe versus the podcast. I am your host, knives monroe. How you guys doing? Hopefully, hopefully you're doing well. I'm here with uh, a friend I have not talked to in ages. I can't remember our last face-to-face conversation. That's not on you. That's on me. It's just been a minute. I'm here with my friend Bobby Brown. Bob, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How have you been, brother? It's It's been crazy, like we were talking off mic, and it's been so long since we've talked to each other. And it's been a long, it's been time, a long man. time. It's, a it's, it's kind of a bummer because you had mentioned that yeah. you had mentioned your wife, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's married." I almost forgot because you know I've never met her. <laughs> I don't think, and I haven't been introduced no, to, your, no. to your stepkids. And so we, you were talking about them off mic, and I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, it's been, it's been." Uh, I mean, I don't know how many apocalypses have happened since since the last time that you and me hung Shit. out. Shit, there's been
2: a couple. There's been a few apocalypses. There, there. I mean, the 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 last time we spoke, wrestling had an audience. So yeah,
1: true, true, true. <laughs> like wrestling oh, wrestling
2: had an audience, and there was there wasn't no AEW. So that's true. <laughs> it's man. It's been a good true. while, man. Like yeah. the, I believe the last time, um. That we saw each other. I was still dating somebody entirely different. Mm-hmm. And um things just didn't work out with her. And I ended up uh, ending the relationship. I moved out to another buddy's house. And uh, I met the woman that would be my wife. And we've, we've, fuck, we've been together. How long have we been together, babe? Like three years? I don't know. Like it's been like three years now <laughs> that we've been together. We've been married for at least two. Since
0: 2017.
2: Yeah, since 2017.
1: How did you... Did you propose? Did you bend the knee?
2: Uh, I proposed in the car. Uh, I, I drove. I drove out to the spot where we met. Um, we actually, we actually met each other uh, through a friend, uh, an old friend. Uh, we're no longer really that close anymore. Me and this guy, but um, he was telling me that uh, he knew this girl from work, and that. Uh, like that he thinks that I would like her. And I'm like, well, like maybe who knows? I don't know. Like I, I wasn't too interested in, in meeting anybody at the time. I was seeing somebody else. And um, what ended up happening was we ended up being friends on Facebook. And like one night uh, she messaged me like at two in the morning, just asking me what I was doing. And I was like, nothing like, what's up? And she just started talking to me about this guy she was dating. And I was like, how are we these types of friends? Like, I don't know you, lady. Like, why are you, like, telling me all this stuff? And um, I just, I, I found that I enjoyed talking to her. And uh, I thought she was really funny. And um, at one point she was telling me, like, that she was having just some some difficulty because uh, she had lost her job with uh, Ticketmaster, and, uh, I told her, I'm like, well, cause at the time I was a security guard and I, and I told her, I'm like, well, you know, I don't have, I don't have much that I can help you with, but if you need 20 bucks for like, you know, like a meal and some butt or whatever, like you can come by and I'm, you can, you can have 20 bucks. And she's like, no, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like, yeah, you don't need to do that, dude. Like, that's fine. I was like, right on. Well, the offer stands. So just let me know. And then it was probably like a week later where she was like, Hey man, like, if that offer for 20 bucks is still valid, like I'll take it. Cause like, I honestly just want to get something to eat. And I was like, yeah, dude, swing by. So she like came by the, the place I was working at and, uh, she just showed up and I, I gave her 20 bucks and I remember telling my telling myself like, if she asked me again for $20, I'm going to lend it to her. And then if she asked me one more time after that, I'm going to block her and never speak to her again. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not a fucking bank like I'll, I'll be nice but I'm not a fucking bank yeah and like she never asked me for a dollar again like all the only thing she ever asked me for was for my time and she liked hanging out with me I liked hanging out with her and and uh and just this one day I told her I was like dude like I am in the middle of a breaking bad marathon we were hanging out and she had never seen breaking bad so I was showing her breaking bad and we were at uh the episode with the fly
1: yeah that's an all-timer <laughs> and, uh yeah
2: big time and i can remember telling myself like i had i had i had realized i was falling in love with her but i was trying really hard not to uh to say anything and just i didn't want to make things difficult for her because she was she was in a relationship with somebody else and it was already kind of uh on its last fringes like they were frustrated and fighting with each other all the time and she found out some really shitty shit about the guy and she was like, I don't know why I'm still even bothering with this. And like, it was a big thing where she's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's just watch breaking bad. So I was like, right. And that's kind of how I tried keeping our relationship. Like, it doesn't matter. Let's just watch breaking bad. Mm -hmm. And we're in season four and I'm like, you know, just, you know, be a goddamn adult and don't say anything. Just bury your feelings deep down inside and like, wait for them to die. Like, like an adult, that's what you do.
1: You were catching, uh, you were catching feelings real bad. Wow.
2: Like real bad. Yeah, it it, it was it was it was getting to me. And I'm I'm, I've am i always been the type of person that if I like somebody, I just spit it out. Like, I don't care. Like I go and I tell him, like, hey, I'm into you. Do you want to go on a date sometime? Like, I don't fear rejection. Never have never going to. I I've always been a a bigger dude. And I can remember being in the I want to say it was second grade where I told my first crush that I liked her and she shouted, ew, in front of everybody. And I was like, well, you know what? Like that's probably about as bad as that's ever gonna feel, and I'm like, and if that's it, like, fuck them. Like, yeah, they're just gonna spit it no, out. Like,
1: like the, there's no where to go but up I, after that.
2: I feel yeah, exactly. I feel the exact same way. Like where, what do you, what do you do after that? Like, like I got dragged all the way to the bottom and I'm still standing. So like, fuck it. Like from now on, like, I always felt the longer you hold it in, the the worse it hurts when they say no. So like if I start liking somebody, I've I've always been real like, hey, do you want to go on a date sometime? Just so that, oh no, I only see you as a friend. Like, cool. Like now we can put that away and the, and we can be friends. Like we can keep that there. So I was like, fuck, dude. Like I don't want to just be I don't want to just be this person's friend. I don't want to just be her friend. Like I love her. I'm mad in love with her. And I was like, fuck. Like just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. And she's she. I'm sitting there with her and I turn and look at her and she smiles at me i'll never forget it and i just like i'm like really uh in love with you just spit it out (laughs) and like uh she said the same thing she's like i'm really in love with you too and we uh we fought we bit scratched and clawed to not be that way like she was real like no i have to like try and make an effort to to fix this relationship that i'm in currently like i've been in it for so long it feels like i shouldn't just give it up and i'm like right on and she was like, you know, don't wait around for me. Like, don't be afraid to move on. And I'm like, oh, no, you misunderstand me for somebody completely different. I rest assured, like I'm moving on like, immediately. And um, I ended up meeting somebody else and she liked me a lot. And that's when the woman who became my wife was real like, you know what? Like, I'm not I'm not this is not going to happen. Like, I'm done with this asshole. Like, I, I am not going to live without you. And, um, and the other girl knew, I told her, I was like, I need you to know that I still have feelings for somebody else. And like, I'm moving on from it, but like, it's complicated cause I'm still her friend. And she's like, dude, like, this is just us dating. Like we're cool. And, um, uh, you no, know, I told her, I'm like, nope, like we're, we're a thing now. And she was like, I understand. Like we're all right. And it, 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 went okay for the most part, but, um, me and my wife haven't been apart from each other ever since, like ever since that, like the we decided we were going to be together and like not a day has gone by that we've been away from each other.
1: That's beautiful, man. You know, I've been with Claire for seven years and we're still not married. We have kids, we have that's dogs, cool. we got the house, we got careers, all, we got everything except I haven't put a rock on it, you know? Um, right on. And it's strange because as you know, coming from like a Hispanic household, if you're dating for two oh, to three yeah. weeks, that's when people are asking is like, when, when comes the baby, when are you guys going to get married? And so, it's strange that we've waited so long. I I can kind of, I really just take full responsibility of that. I haven't had the guts. I haven't had the guts to, to, to bend the knee, you know, and not that I'm afraid of rejection. It's just, I really only want to do it once. And so it has to be right. And so I'm overthinking it. And I, I never Mm -hmm. overthink shit. Like I, I'm not an overthinker. Like I'm the, this is what it's going to be. And I'll change course down the line. But with that, Exactly. Popping the question, it's the only thing that puts butterflies in my stomach. So the fact that you knew when to call it and you did it, man, like big props, because that's a huge, that's huge, respectful commitment right there. It takes a lot of guts.
2: And I even did it because like the the thing was, is my dad, um, uh, before he passed away, my dad was married twice and he was divorced twice. And after that, my dad always told me, he was like, if you're ever going to get married, like do it once They do it one time because it's not worth doing it over again. And I I always took that into consideration. And I always just sort of told myself, like, I'm not going to get married. Like, I'm not like it it doesn't matter. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that I love this person and that I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I still very firmly believe that. Like, I very firmly believe that you don't need a piece of paper. You don't need a ring. You don't need anything to spend the rest of your life with somebody that you love. Like, marriage is totally not for everybody. I always felt it wasn't for me. But I took my dad's advice when he said, if you're going to do it, do it once. And every day that I, that I still to this day, every day that I look at this woman, I I, I said to myself, I'm like, that. that's her. Like, that's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, I know that. Like, I know that deep in my core, like deep in my soul, like deeper than I've ever known that with anybody. Like... I've, I've been engaged a couple of times before where I'm like, Oh yeah, like, sure. I'm like we'll do this. And like, I've cared about those people and I love them at that time. But it was one of those things where I was, I was never like, well, if this is the, the one time I do get married and it doesn't work out. Then I'm just never going to do it again. But like with, with my wife, with Patty, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I would bet every single thing that I own and like everything that my neighbor owns against their own fucking will, that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person.
0: That's like, heavy. and, That's and heavy.
2: I've, I've always liked that joke the marriage is betting half your shit that you'll love somebody the rest of your life. Like, I'll bet my, I'll bet half my shit. I'd bet half, I'd bet all my shit. Like, I'd bet everything I've ever, I'll, I'll ever own in my life that I'm going to stay the rest of my life with this person. Like, I just feel that deep inside, like for her. Like, I've never felt this way about anybody. Like, I've never really, I don't think I've ever loved anybody the way I love her. Like, I don't think I've ever felt anything close to it.
1: I mean, she's got to be quite a number and she's got to be maybe a little crazy to seal the deal with you and put up with your shit the fact that she's got to put up with your shit that's insane like i i feel so sorry for her i feel so bad for her (laughs) like holy shit like who's the asshole in that relationship golly
2: oh it's that's it's hard Honestly, like we're both pretty much the assholes in this relationship like if i'm being honest with you like she's a she's her own kind of pain in the ass and it's funny because she gets like <laughs> she gets mad sometimes and she's like like I, she 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 gets upset and she's like, I hate getting upset the, like the way I do sometimes because I feel like you're going to just get angry one day and leave. And I'm like, bro, if this is the worst of you, like you have no idea the hell I've been through or the hell I've put people through. Like, this is nothing like That's... we're mad at each other for a grand total of half an hour at the most sometimes. And like we can't stand to be mad at each other. Like That's... we just can't
1: stand it. That's the gift right there, man. I was going to ask, you know, you could tell me to go fuck myself if this is too personal, but do you guys fight? Are you a, because when you can get into a quarrel, I mean, it's well documented, mm-hmm. but do you guys fight and how do you, how do you squash that beef in a marriage?
2: Uh, like we do. Like we, we get into arguments and like sometimes, cause you have to understand, man, I, I have, I have massive depressive disorder and, and she has BPD. So like, mm. Some days, and I've told well, we've talked about it. And I think that's the thing is that when you're when you're two married people, and like one or both of you have like just emotional issues that way. Like I've had massive depressive disorder since I was like it's had to have been since I was like 12 or 13. Like I only got diagnosed in my 30s, and they were they even told me they're like you have like it's bad like it's the, the way that they would talk to me and they're like, do you ever feel like killing yourself? And I'm like no, but I like I'm pretty indifferent to being alive like it gets real like they, they they don't know how to handle that like it's it's very like we either want to kill yourself or you don't and i'm like well it's it's really not
1: when you say like, they it doesn't really work when you say they who's they
2: doctors over at texas tropical
1: really wow like
2: yeah like i would tell them they they'd get super confused cuz they they need you to say i want to kill myself pretty much before they can like sanction you and like like we got to put you on a 24 hour hold all this happy horse shit But it's like, no. And I tell him, like, I'm not going to kill myself. Like, what I'm saying is that I'm indifferent to being alive. And I'm like, let me put it this way. If a meteor fell out of the sky and somebody said, move, it's coming right towards you, it would take me a second to consider whether or not I wanted to move. Yeah. And they like that fucks with people. And I'm like, that's just the truth. Like, sometimes it's, it's one of those, like, those call to the void sort of moments where you're walking down the street and you're like, I mean, what the hell would everybody do if I just walked in the middle of the street? And, like, got hit by a car. Like, how are you really going to stop me? Like, yeah. those those thoughts cross my head all the time. And I suffer from a really bad, like, when it gets really bad, I become really indifferent. And That's I hate that. Like, I become very, like, I don't care. Like, deal with your shit. Like, I'm dealing with my shit the best I can. You need to deal with your shit. And I've told her, like, some days we are going to catch each other where you're angry and you don't know why. And I'm going to be indifferent, and I don't know why. And we have to remember that on those days, like one of us has to love the other one. Because the day that we're angry and we hate each other on the same day is going to be a really bad one. And I go, so always remember that no matter what happens, no matter how angry we're getting, like we have to remember that one of us has to love the other one in that moment. And most of the time when that hits us, uh, we end up doing it around the same time like we're very strangely connected at the head that way. Like we, we, we know when we're going too far, we know when we're getting too angry and we know when we're getting ridiculous. And like some days I'm so fucking tired and frustrated that I don't care, you're not gonna make me feel better. And then some days she's so fucking angry that it doesn't matter what I say, she's not gonna feel better. So sometimes one of us has to pull out of the fight altogether and like she's done it to me before like, I'm just angry and I'm bitter and I'm upset at the whole fucking world. And she just like, you know what? Like, take five minutes and calm down. Talk to me in five minutes. Like, breathe for five minutes, think about it, and then talk. Like, if you if, if you still feel compelled to be angry, like, then wait another five minutes after that. And we do that to each other. We get really like, okay, like, right now we're just getting mad at each other for the sake of being angry. So we're going to take a few minutes we're going to calm our bullshit and we're going to talk again. And if we feel compelled to start getting angry and rowdy with each other again, we're going to have to take another five minutes. We put it, we basically put ourselves in timeout and like that, that works for us. Like when we, we, we keep doing that to the point where it's like, okay, if we keep yelling, we're not going to listen to each other. So we have to stop so we can start listening to each other and know what the problem is and try to fix it. And, like, some days we just, there is no fixing it. Like, there's some days where I've told her, I'm like, I'm just going to have to be depressed today. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I just feel like fly-hammered shit, and you're just going to have to let me get through the day. And there are some days where she's just like, I'm fucking pissed at everything, and there's nothing you can say or do about it. Like, so you're just going to have to let me be fucking pissed. Or some days, like, it takes me a while to figure out, like, yeah, I'm going to be pissed all day. You need to keep comforting me. Like, you need to keep telling me it's all right. You need to keep telling me that you love me and that you're not mad at me. Like, and that's fine. That's what we do for each other. And, like, I think that's what makes it so, like, well for us is that no matter what happens, we talk through it. Because I've been with people that, like, have bipolar disorder and they get angry and that's it. They don't tell you anything. They don't want to talk to you. They're just mad. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it leaves somebody like me who has massive depressive disorder, like, sitting there, like, what did I do? But at least with, with like the way it is with me and her is that, you know, if, if I'm upset about something, like I'll tell her like, look, dude, like this is just how I'm feeling right now. It has nothing to do with you. It's just how I feel. And same thing with her. Like this is how I'm feeling right now. It's got nothing to do with you. This is just how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we have to take responsibility and like, okay, she's not mad at me. She's just mad. Okay. He's not upset at me. He's just upset. Yeah. And we just sort of come to that and like, Most of the time, our fights last about 30 minutes, like, which is such a fucking gigantic leap from um, previous relationships. Uh, I was with somebody for almost five years and the fights with her were just so god awful and frustrating and tiring. And I mean, they would go for days like she would be angry for days. And it was one of those things where like with her, you couldn't even give up like I'd be like fine you're right I'm wrong and then now it's another fight like okay but don't just say that you're that you're wrong so that I'll shut up do you know why you're wrong do you understand why you're wrong and it's like god damn dude like you're a sore you're a sore winner yeah like how are you this sort of a winner I've given up the fight dude like I understand where you're coming from like fuck my feelings fuck how I feel like I gave up I, I submit to you like what do you want from me and like
1: nah just kept going Cu- couple questions like, this Cu- one- couple questions I'm, go, 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 I'm, go, curious. Go. I'm curious I'm curious um, when it comes to your depressive, um, wh- mm-hmm. what's the what's the exact diagnosis?
2: Massive depressive disorder. When it comes MDD.
1: When it comes to that, like, what sort of treatment do you take? Do you take anything? Do you just wing it? How? What do you do to to kind of put more weight on the other end of the scale to be balanced somehow, if if anything at all?
2: I've uh, I've been, I, I was on meds for about three years and they even told me like, I guess when they, when they diagnose you with like depressive disorder, they have to like, they go through a giant series of questions. I had to sit with a doctor for like two hours over a Skype call actually. And just like talk about everything there. They, they basically tell you like, you really can't hold back. And they do ask you some very like personal and deep shit.
1: And, like what's, um, a, what's an example?
2: Um, like how often do you uh, consider suicide? Uh, have you ever attempted suicide? Uh, if you were to do it, what forms, like, how would you do it? Um, they ask you a lot about like the things that make you angry. If um, you ever consider lashing out at the things that make you angry. Uh, have you ever consider lashing out at yourself over the things that make you angry? Are you more angry at other people? Or are you more angry at yourself? Are you sad about other people? Or are you sad about yourself? what makes you sad about these things like they they just kind of they pull at every string and they don't necessarily unthread they just pull and they try to find like i it to me anyway it just feels like they're trying to find like the the thing that it is like the thread that's causing the knot
1: do you know what the and what, what, uh, what it is you strike me as kind, kind of like me i relate to you so much i think that's why we connected um as as a hyper self aware person like hyper self aware you're aware of like the self awareness not a lot of people have that it i would think it's yeah. more common it's actually not from my experience so have you do it, you know it really isn't do you know what the nucleus is have you done the the work have you untethered
2: um i honestly like i've i've tried to untether and like about as, as deep as I go is it's usually like my sadness for other people, which is why I'm so vocal. And I'm such a loud, obnoxious asshole on Facebook all the time is because I don't, I, I, I try talking to people. Like I've tried, like, why do you feel this way about certain things? Like, why do you look down on certain people for certain things? And I, and I mean, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else. I've, 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 I've said and like done things that I I regret immensely. Like especially on fucking Facebook. Like I see it all the time on I, my like you, I got to tell you like on two I, years I got to tell
1: you like full disclosure. I had to snooze you a couple of years ago on Facebook because you oh, were yeah. you were dropping atom bombs, you know? And there's a part yeah. of me that gets giddy about it. There's an entertainment factor from being a passive um observer, but I would see mm-hmm. you drop bombs on people and I was like Look at him go! He doesn't stop. You're like I can't Mike Tyson or something on Facebook. You know what and I'm it's, saying it's, for, it's, for for sure. Like you would every day was like you would drop napalm on motherfuckers, you know, yeah. or on issues yeah. or anything. And and for me, it just it just got it got pretty gnarly, you know. Not it, I wouldn't even say it was annoying oh, me. It was just like kind of like the "bitch don't kill my vibe" type of thing, you know. Because I'm oh, trying to I'm, I have to delude myself and try to stay as positive as possible and it's it's like you versus the ocean or or should I say one versus the ocean it takes a lot of work right, for me right. to to combat all the negative forces that just are like pebbles mm-hmm. in uh, you know, in my flow and so you know I just full disclosure you know and so I yeah I've absolutely. been I, I've been catching up lately on on what you're putting out <laughs> there for obvious reasons um, which we can talk about later if you want but, I mean, I would see you just drop <laughs> fucking bombs. I mean, there's a poetry to the way you kind of tackle a subject, I'll just say. There is, and, there, and there is a sort of, like, poetry and motion. There's a, there's a beauty in the chaos of how you just drop bombs on motherfuckers. I mean, you are a passionate guy, for sure.
2: And, and I think that's what, like, my problem is, is that I was putting my passion into a lot of things that, like, really didn't matter like I go back and I look at some of the like the the movies that I reviewed and the things that I would say and I'm like god damn dude like I'm this angry about a fucking movie.
1: Well that like, means I you're love- growing, right? I mean you can't look back and sort of cringe at certain opinions or something if you're not growing. Mm-hmm. When you go back at something right. that's that's that doesn't age well and you double down, that might not be a, a good tell.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Look look at someone like
1: look at at someone like James Gunn, right, who got crucified Mm -hmm. on the Internet for stuff that he said that was incendiary for sure. Right. right? That that he couldn't defend. But I I think I think he's shown over the past decade that he ain't that guy anymore. And I think, you know, people people trust that he's not that guy anymore. And we have to trust people. We have to give people that time. There's like a lag right, right. that people do not have the patience to see the buffer, but we got to give time mm-hmm. for people to grow. What's an example of something that you've said on Facebook, for example, or whatever, it, whatever forum at the time? I, I can't even go on Reddit, just so you know. I am not a Reddit guy. It, I can't take the heat. <laughs> I'm a pussy. Like I'll just say it right now. If I say, I like sunflower seeds, they will call me a cuck. It's just, tr- yeah. I can't do it. I just can't do it. But uh, what, what's an example of something that you've said that you've like, I can't, I can't stand by that.
2: Yeah, like you get crucified for it. Like I, I've, I've uh, I go back and I just look at some of the stupid shit that I've said about like uh, certain movies, like, okay, I have scorched the fucking earth about um, Rob Zombie for years. <laughs> That's my wife laughing at me.
1: She's heard it. I've scorched
2: Oh, God, has she ever? Like, I've scorched the fucking earth about Rob Zombie, like, for God knows how many years. And, like, every time I go back and I watch one of his movies, I still think they're not good movies. I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. And then the other day, I told my wife, like, I think it was right when quarantine started. I told my wife, I was like, look, like, we've been stuck inside for like eight days now. It was barely a week. I was like, so I'm going crazy enough to watch shit that I haven't watched or I have no interest in watching. And as my taste becomes a little bit more eclectic and I start watching more and more movies and I'm like, I never would have thought I would have liked this movie or I never would have thought I would have enjoyed this. Like I told her cause she really wanted to watch three from hell. And I'm like, I have no interest in watching anything that has Rob Zombie's name over it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, if you want to watch it, I'll watch it. Like I'll give it a shot. And I end up watching it and I'm like, after the movie, she's like, so what would you think? And I'm like, I have to watch it again. And she goes, why? And I go, because I don't understand what's happening. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't hate anything. Like, it's not good. Like, it's certainly not very good, but it's not.
1: Complete dog like, there's shit. Nothing
2: awful. Yeah, like, there's not there's nothing awful about this. And I go, I need to watch it again and just see if I'm not understanding it. And she loves it. And I'm like, it's poorly acted, but that's not a reason to hate a movie. I fucking love poorly acted movies. Like, I'm wearing a Dead Alive cap. Like, I love poorly acted movies. Evil Dead's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I like a lot of one and done take movies. And, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, I I I, I don't know, dude. Like. So
1: what's it changed seems like
2: a bad college film, but it's not bad. And like, I, you know, I go and I tell people like it's like we did the other day on my podcast. We did a countdown of movies you can watch in quarantine or you should check out while you're in quarantine. Mm. And I suggested three from hell. And I'm like, I know fucking crucify me for all the stupid shit I've said over the years. But like, it's not a bad movie. Like,
1: <laughs> So what's you know, cha- what's changed? Like this is a piece of art. It's subjective. Sometimes, you know, art really it's like a mirror for the state of mind that you're at at the time. Would you say that's um, indicative of why that changed? I mean, I'm not a big Rob Zombie cinematic universe guy either. I, yeah. think, he's a, I think he's a competent filmmaker. It's cool he gets to do it. Good for him. But I, I yeah. don't actively go out to study his filmography for me. So yeah. what, what's changed for you? I mean, was it that the movie was fine or was it you?
2: It, it, it's me. Um, honestly, I have put, um, so not, it's not even so much effort. It's just that I make a conscious effort, um, to unlearn things. And I had a friend a long time ago, like, and it's, I, I feel like this was sort of the thread that like pulled on everything. And, um. I have friends who are very militant in the things that they say, and I try. It's very difficult not to be. It's very difficult to not be militant and be angry and radicalized when you see these things happening around you. Because, see, when Black Lives Matter first started, I was one of those people who said, yeah, but I would say all lives matter. And I wasn't saying it to be a condescending prick. Like, I was saying it to say, like, yeah, but everybody's life is important. And I think a lot of people do that. I don't think a lot of people are like, all lives matter because, like, fuck you, that's why. Like, because a lot of guys are like that. A lot of people are like that. And, like, that wasn't my intention. My intention was just like, yeah, but, like, that's like saying that their life's more important than this person's life. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, you're not understanding me. Like, you're not listening. You're not understanding what I'm trying to say. And, like, I wasn't defensive of what I was saying. Like, I was like, okay, like, I get what you're saying, but, like, you're not listening to what I'm saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like that's not what's happening right now. It's like it's it's and you know people tried explaining all sorts of stuff like that to me, and I was very like, no, like that's not what I'm saying. Like you're not listening to me. And it's because, and I try to remember that,
0: Mm.
2: like that's not what they're trying to say. Like it's it's you know, like this is not what they're trying to say. But you're not. But again, we have a real bad habit of miscommunicating and not listening to each other. And I remember, um. That very another person, another friend of mine told me like we're in the middle of a conversation about stuff and she had said um that women are often looked at as and like sex from a woman is often looked at as a reward. And I go, Yeah, but like by stupid people. And she's like, No, by common people, by people yeah. who think they're really smart, by people who are smart otherwise. And I said, Well, like, I don't know if I I don't know if I agree with that. And she goes, is that, and I is that, do you that,
1: come from a place of like, you're, uh, are you like a contrarian in nature, would you say?
2: Yeah. You strike, I, I, I me, to, you strike I, me
1: as a guy in high school that was probably a nonconformist, right?
2: Very, very. I was mm-hmm. very much a nonconformist. And I very much naturally go against the grain to go against the grain. It's a fucking horrific habit. So one, thing I, say, that, one thing I wanted to say,
1: one thing I want to say, sorry for interrupting. Uh, is oh, no, also discourse online is like impossible, especially through texting, writing like the, the written word. Right. There is right. no intent when it comes to anything. I'll give you a brief example, but this is a microcosm to like the macro. I asked a question mm-hmm. on Facebook and I usually ask questions and I said, mm-hmm. who's the smartest person that you know? And one of my dear friends said, my boss He's a millionaire. He's one of the smartest guys that I know. I have another friend from Germany who jumped on his comment and said, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, whoa, whoa, are you good? And she said, what is, she's German. What is it about Americans that, you know, they, they idolize the capitalist propaganda that like intelligence and wealth are like synonymous. And it was just this big projection. She like, Really minded this whole gap, and I told her, well, first of all, you know you can be smart and wealthy at the same time but right. but also the person that commented isn 't from america he 's in mexico, so it's just she but she had that locked and loaded you know probably i don 't know She's ready I, ha- to go. I have yeah. to imply that you know i 'm not too sure, but i 'll tell you this, if the three of us were breaking bread over brunch, I doubt she mm-hmm. would have been that hot, that white hot of just like right. ready to go. And we don't. We've right. certainly lost that. It's. I think it's the nature of stripping like humanity. You know, in the forum, like Facebook, like it's mm-hmm. in the nature to not to miss a lot of communication, to miss nuance. It's right. it, it's it's the system, right? And we all get trapped in it. And then it's really hard not to. It's really hard because almost anything you say, you have to be willing to take the bullets. So that's just like social media right, right. In, in general, right? Like it. Like this is why I love and and I'm sure you do too, because you have a podcast, Mm. which I I, want to talk about because that inspired me to call you because I was like, I didn't know Bob had a podcast. I'm an idiot. But I rather (laughs) talk I I get to see you right now. It's not in person. I can't feel your energy, but like I get to see Mm. you, you get to talk, we're being amicable with each other. I think we started off like in a framework that was that there's like a mutual respect. If there wasn't, like this just would have been a disaster, you know? And I think most people You know, most people don't want to fight. Most people try to avoid yeah. confrontation, but online, there's an invitation for confrontation because you you're like you know it's not necessarily real; it's a simulation.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's what happens a lot of times is that y- is is you don't you you can't hear inflections and tones uh, through a Facebook comment. Yeah, totally. Like, so you're, you're you're gonna take it the way you read it. Like, however however you read it, is exactly how you're gonna take it. And, like, it, it had, like, okay, so, like, like, I was trying to say earlier, like, you, you, I, I make it a habit to try to unlearn as much of that shit as possible. And, like, when my friend had told me, like, look, man, like, people view, like, women, excuse me, like, as, as rewards. Like, it, there's a lot of undoing that needs to be done. Like, just because you are respectful of of the opposite sex doesn't mean everybody is and everybody needs to be we need to be respectful of each other and i'm like but i think we've come so far like we're head and heels like above like where we used to be like aren't we and she goes okay let me give you an example and she goes i'm going to give you an example and then i'm going to ask you a question and i'm like okay and she goes is an old-timey black and white movie that you're watching on tv i said okay it's like it's a villain he's taken a woman and he's tied her to the railroad tracks and there's a train coming.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm like, right. (laughs) And she goes, now here comes your hero. Like here comes the lone ranger with his, you know, all his shit. He's got his beautiful horse. He's got his cowboy hat on a cape, whatever you, you vision a hero to be. And he's riding down the way and the villain is ready to fight him. And he jumps off his horse. He fights the villain and he unties the woman. He pulls her off the tracks, like just in time. And he holds her in his arms and he looks deep in her eyes. What happens next? Yeah. And I go, she kisses him? And then she goes, why? What if she's married? Like, what yeah. if she already has a husband and this asshole has just kidnapped her and tied her to the tracks? Right on. Like, she's like, you're groomed to assume that he deserves a kiss because he saved her life.
1: And that's, that's and a that's a male. Thing to do. That's a male narrative, too. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I was like, holy shit, I never looked at it that way. Like I never would have thought of it that way. Well And it's, it, it fucked it's, me up. It's and tremendous like, it's, it's not a good it's,
1: it's tremendous that you have that ability to even recognize that oh, it can be it could be both realities. That your reality is right. right. You're you're probably especially in your family line more sophisticated mm-hmm. and more Woke or talk, you know, whatever. Uh, liberal of, of of how of, of viewing women as equals, right? Whereas you go back right. just a, one generation before, and it's not that way. Um, and so, yeah, that's your right. reality. That's also right. But then there's an opposing reality that's also that's also uh, equal, right? That's also valid. Right. That's also right. And most people just kind of want to stay in their bubble. And uh, one mm-hmm. thing that I respect is, even though you have the gift of gab, you're fucking killer when you have that microphone in your hand and 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 the pen like your pen is mightier than the sword and i've always loved that about you this is why anytime we hung out it was memorable like instant memorable night for sure because you could just talk that you could talk that mad shit but but your ego you can check the ego and i think that's key
2: yeah and and i think you have to my my dad told me and this is one of those things that i've i've carried ever since high school um my dad, and when, when he was alive, like I, I always tell people because people are like, "Man, you know you know a bunch of shit," and I'm like, "No, I I know a little bit about a lot. Like I try to learn as much about everything as I can. I try to learn a little bit about everything. And my dad was like that because, but my dad knew a lot about the stuff that he knew about. So when he would talk, everybody would kind of gather and listen mm. because he was interesting in what he spoke about, <laughs> and I remember him telling me one time I was sitting with a bunch of friends and I was talking and just being how I am and people were around me listening. And he goes, you like being the smartest person in the room, don't you? I said, yeah, sometimes. And he goes, always remember this. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room because you can't learn a goddamn thing from anybody in there. Yeah. Like find a different room. Yep. And that fucked me up my whole life. (laughs) So, like, I've always tried to keep my ego in check. So when I say something and somebody goes... That's actually incorrect. Like I'm always like, okay, like okay, explain to me then. Like tell me. Like I don't want to have this conversation again with somebody, and like come across some dude who's even if it's the first time somebody's like that's incorrect and they're like, you know, they they treat it like fucking Ethan Zippel and Morrat's and just like, ha ha ha, you dumb bastard. Right. Like okay, like come with it. Like correct me. Like tell me what I'm saying wrong. Like tell me what's wrong about what I just said. Like, I need to know these things because if I'm going to sit and talk like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, like, then I should at least know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, understand when you tell me your opposing side, like, I'm going to dig and dig and dig and, like, I'm going to try to prove you wrong like because I already think I'm right. Right. And if it turns out that you're right, like, I swallow my pride and I'm like, no, fuck that. You're right, dude. You're absolutely right. Like I was 100 percent wrong about that. And like in order to grow, I think you have to keep your ego in check. Like you have to keep it in check. And like it's it's difficult because you you once you start unlearning things, you have to be in a constant state of learning and unlearning. Yeah. Like you have to to like when she had told me that, like, she goes, see, you're not a bad guy for thinking that for thinking that like at the end the hero saved her and she kisses him because you've been conditioned to see that Correct. like that is what they do in movies that like it's a conditioning like and it's okay that that happened to you but now your eyes are open to that and you need to remember that and every time and it, it does kind of it fucks with movies too like you sit and you watch them and you're like god damn dude like like, how does, like, how do you even think that's okay? Like, one of the movies that I was watching the other day with my wife, and I, I
1: still is, love is, the movie. Is, I it think some, it's, is it something about Mary? No, I haven't watched that Dude, in years. That, but I that movie, to. I rewatched it re- kind of recently in the past year. Just the uh, entitlement, and the movie's kind of self aware of it, kind of not, of just how Matt Dillon, Ben Siller, all these guys have ownership over Cameron Diaz's character. Like, she's yeah, there. She's there to be a warm body essentially, you know, and, and that's considered, yeah. and that was a very mainstream movie, you know, um, but I thought that's, yeah. I thought that's where you were going with.
2: See, and like, like it's sort of kind of similar in the sense, we, we were watching um, Just Friends, mm. and I was like, that's a funny movie, I enjoy it, like, it's, it. I always sort of felt it was dumb but harmless, and then, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, what a fucking creep, dude. Like there's no such thing as the friend zone. You were either her friend or you were trying to fuck her. Yeah. Like that's the that's that's the problem. Like you were either pretending to be her friend because you wanted some sort of reward for it. That's nice guy mentality, quote unquote. That's that whole like, but I'm a nice guy. I'm guilty of that.
0: Yeah. Like
2: I'm guilty of thinking that way. Like when yeah. I was younger, but you unlearned that shit. Correct. Like, and it's a real like, even if you were like, like, no, like, I wasn't trying to be that way. Like, it doesn't matter what you were trying to be. Like, it's what you did. Like, you can fucking shoot a gun in, in a direction and you hit somebody and kill them. I wasn't trying to do that. But you did it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be careful with what you do. And like, you need to take into consideration fucking everything that you do. Is this person your friend? Or are you trying to fuck them? Like, there's a world of difference. There's also a world of difference in being somebody's friend. And then one night it happened and we ended up being married and together forever. Or one night it happened and nothing ever came of it. We're still friends. Like, these are different scenarios and different places in life. But to sit there and like, I've been nothing but nice to you. I've been nothing but kind to you. And I'm like, and what, dude? Like, do you get a punch card for it? right like that's fucking that's fucking gross and then like in the movie he comes back and he's real like like i'm gonna treat her like every boyfriend she ever had and i'm like you're a dick and then at the end of it he's he apologizes for it and she's supposed to like run into his arms like if i was amy smart in that movie i'd have been like dude you came back like all this way to just be a giant dickhead to me like you should maybe go back to wherever it is that you've been staying and like never talk to me again like that's the nicest that i would have hoped for being that kind of an asshole and and it's it's bizarre to me that there's so many movies like that and you don't really realize it but when you're trying to when you actively seek to unlearn this way of thinking these ways of thinking like a lot of stuff really opens your eyes like one of the things that still like fucks with me to this day is like and i tell people like because now i'm very much black lives matter like mm-hmm. fuck this all lives bullshit. What what changed? I've never.
1: Heard, what changed that? Um. Because what if someone brings like, this argument that oh well now it's cool so you're going with the trend now people are gonna say it's a trend right now it's hot and maybe that's why you're going some, with it. An obtuse motherfucker so, would say that.
2: Somebody um. I can't remember who it was. I think it was just somebody online. And I wasn't having the argument like I wasn't arguing with people like I was trying to understand like where everything was coming from. And I was already like leaning more towards that side because somebody had pointed out that like, you know, they've been saying this since like Rodney King. Of course. And then somebody was like, uh, no, they've been saying this since Malcolm and somebody else like, no, they've been saying this since Martin. And like, no, they've been saying this since the emancipation. And like, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like they had like, and if you just look like yeah. if you look beyond your your high school history textbooks, like they've been saying this for a very long, long time. And I was like, wow, man, like i never looked at it that way. And then someone had said um, they were making the argument again. Like, yeah, but I would say all lives matter. And they weren't being a dickhead. Like, they weren't being an asshole. people were being a dickhead to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But he wasn't trying to be, like, a dickhead. He wasn't being argumentative even. He was just like, no, I'm not saying that black lives don't matter. I'm saying that everybody's life matters. And I'm like, I get that. Like, I get what you're saying. But, like, you're not listening. And then somebody had pointed out, because the guy was a soldier. Mm. And he goes, if somebody were to shoot, if you were on the field right now, and somebody were to shoot your friend, And you put your arm underneath him and he's limping on one leg because he got shot in the leg and he's hopping and then somebody else comes running alongside you like he's in your unit. He's your friend and he starts shouting, hey, what about my leg? But he's running. Yeah, And like your legs fine. Like, no, no, no. There's there's a rock in my shoe. It hurts my foot really badly. My foot matters. Mm -hmm. Right. Your foot does matter. But he's been shot in the leg. Like, he's not going to make it if we don't help him. Like, oh, I probably won't make it either if I don't get this rock out of my shoe. Like, right. He's been shot. You have a rock in your shoe. There's a very difference in the struggle. And the guy even said, he's like, well, that's two different struggles. And she goes, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I'm saying. It's two different struggles. And like, this is where I use the example, like now, like, like I, I use that because it, it's it's hyperbole, but I love hyperbole. I use it in like my sarcasm all the time, like whenever I'm being a fucking, whenever I'm lashing out at somebody, I use hyperbole. Like I use hyperbole like it's a fucking sword, yeah. And like yeah, it's 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 my way of using it. Now when I talk about like like police brutality, yeah, like I've always liked that that meme that said um, no one ever wrote a song called Fuck the Fire Department.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. And I
2: told and I yeah, and I tell people like this is the way I use it. And I go, how comfortable would you feel if your house was on fire and you called 911 and they told you we're sending the fire department right now, but there's a 30 percent chance that one of those firefighters is going to throw gasoline all over your fire and just make it worse. Like, would you feel comfortable with the fire department coming? Like, no, you wouldn't like and you wonder why people don't like to call cops. Right, like, and, and it's it's, it's yeah. stuff like that that I try I try using like all the time, and it's 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 difficult sometimes because I get angry about it, and, and I find myself getting angrier at people who I feel are smarter than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I'm like you're you're smarter than this, dude. Like you ha- I know you're smarter than this, and that's where I start to get really irritated, and that's where I start to get really fucking angry.
1: Yeah, no, totally. You're you're, you're you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir, man. Like, I I feel you. I'm going to try to uh, play this video. And uh, it's a joke. It's Dave Chappelle. And I I like what he had to say. And I think it's pretty timely. I want to say this is like at least 20, 25 years old. Here we go. Hey, I said, raise my hand. Get your fingers out of my face, China man. It's not that one. can't do everything, maybe weed. We gotta do something. Do a Nope, it's not that. I said, maybe me. I'm gonna find Bitch. it. Okay. Let's see, if, this let's see if this is it.
2: Hey, we can process you. Tall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. He had his hat on backwards, too. Good.
1: Shoulders all relaxed and all this trouble. Like- I, I cannot find it. I should have time stamped it. So, there's a joke that Dave Chappelle, who's my favorite comedian, he's been my favorite comedian since I first saw him. And there's a joke he has where he's like, "Man, racism." Um, uh, he was just t- talking about racism, and he was saying how um, there, if you, uh, I think this was like post 9/11. There are no black hostages. You know, like if you have five, if you have five, if you call the you know police and you say, "Hey, you know, I'm taking this place hostage. I have, I have five black." Hello. That's the punchline, yeah. <laughs> right? That's the punchline. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, uh, and obviously, I, I cannot say it half as good as Dave Chappelle can. But we laugh. Mm. I think 10 out of 10 people would laugh at that. And I yeah, think we absolutely. laugh to keep from crying. We laugh because there's a modicum yep. of truth to it. We all know that for some fucking terrible reason in America, black people's lives are just considered disposable. Expendable. Expendable, yeah, and you are fucking lying. You are lying if you mm-hmm. cannot call out that injustice. You are lying. I
2: agree.
1: You know, and and, and also, I don't want to just like fluff each other's opinions. You know, I don't want to just be like, mm-hmm. I agree with you, yeah, and we're virtuous signaling, and we feel right. good about each other. Like, I think we both can agree. I I've learned through my own just interfacing with other humans mm-hmm. that it's. <sighs> It's an exercise in futility to fight with other people on the internet, to try to change oh, yeah. somebody's mind. I don't, I don't think I've ever done it outside of maybe a video, maybe a piece of art, maybe a movie I've made where yeah. someone was like, oh, I'd never seen it that way. But by and large, like, mm-hmm. I think the way you're going to change people's minds is by going out to these protests, going out on the streets, and then watching an innocent person who didn't do a damn thing get shot in the eye with a rubber bullet or something. You mm-hmm. have to have the exposure, you have to have the experience, the empathy, the education, like you have to be on the ground and really experience it for it, for it to sink in. I don't know if mm-hmm. like, is, is watching American History X like, is that gonna do it? Is that gonna activate someone's wokeness? It could, maybe it could. But gee, I don't know. I, like I, I would hope so. <laughs> I I don't know if it could. It, someone else could watch it, and it's gonna affirm their white nationalism. For all I know, I don't know. I, and here's the thing I, with art: it can real do, chance that it will. It's agnostic. It can it can do that. So, you know, I found, and it's it's difficult. It is so difficult. You know, if you're going to have a conversation with somebody, you have to set an a, a, a baseline. A framework that look we're trying to establish a lasting peace here that's what we're after this isn't about you know and and, and i'll bring up my brother jeremy you know he uh first of all let me just say yeah I mean, we have to it's like an elephant in the room um yeah I guess- I, i'll just say that he he's a very private person he's not like me insofar as all my skeletons are out there i do virtually a daily podcast like you know, you can Google me and, and find a lot out about me. You can find my mother's first name. You can find my kids' names. Like, I live a pretty transparent life. I ain't saying, um, you know, perfect, golden. It's nothing like that. But Jeremy, on, yeah. on the other hand, lives a private life. And so I ain't going to speak for another man, but I will mm-hmm. talk about what he has said publicly because it's public domain. But his private yeah. life, I, I can't speak for him. I can't say this is what he would have said or like our private phone calls. I ain't gonna go there. But um, mm-hmm. for someone like him, I would have loved to sit across the table and and br- bring some black friends over and and try to establish mm-hmm. a, a lasting peace, you know, and, and reach mm-hmm. towards that. I, unfortunately, with with what he's put out there in public, I think he cared more. Mm. This is an ego thing. I think he cared more yes. about being it, right. It's most certainly that. 100%. Because we've all been there. We've all outgrown that. Well, yeah. we try. We try, right? Absolutely. I think he cared more mm. about being right than what's right. And I think we've all and, and been there. And I think there. that's what it was, too. That's, that's a cycle, that we've all been there. I mean, you and me have both been in an argument where we forgot what we were arguing about, but we remembered. we remembered we had to be right. <laughs> right, like right. that's thats happened. Right. It's happened to everybody. It's happened when we were younger. It's probably going to happen again. We get stuck in these little I'm sure things, it will. for sure. Yeah. You know, I try my best with my with my children not to say because I said so. You know, right? I, that that shit didn't yeah. work for me when I, I was a kid.
2: Really hard for that too.
1: It's it's a struggle, but we you know we all have to, mm-hmm. you know, um, we have to test our patience. And right now, like mm-hmm. in public in America, patience is being tested for sure and i think a lot of people are exposing themselves for the impatient um, impractical mm-hmm. you know privileged persons that they are they're being exposed and it's it's scary man because when you put something out there on the internet you have to be able to to take, be ready. you got to be yeah. able to take the bullets man you know uh that's just the way that goes and so i saw and that's why like I saw like y'all's quarrel kind of online, uh, and uh, it was, it was flames, it was flames, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was something that I couldn't like take joy in by any means. I just knew mm-hmm. that if y'all um, shared a joint, and there was some barbecue, and Breaking Bad was on, everybody could just their guard mm-hmm. was down. You know, the trust factor was there. Yeah, there's a shorthand. It becomes a different conversation. But online, that just ain't the place to do it, I feel.
2: Yeah. And and even then, like, even, like, with everything that was said, because, like, admittedly, I got I got hot because I was like, come on, fuck. Like, can Jeremy, you, really? Just for the
1: listeners who don't know this inside baseball, can you set the stage?
2: So, so what happened was um, I was, you know, I was just scrolling Facebook like I normally am. And Jeremy went on this sort of, you know, just, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a rant. It was just more of his just comment on everything. And he, he, I was, I was, I was still pretty okay with him saying, you know, and even then I wasn't, I was going to say something anyway, but he went about saying all lives matter in a really long winded way. But the part that set me off was that he said saying black lives matter was racist. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, I, I, I was like, okay, because full disclosure, um, me and my wife were on an acid trip. Like we were, I was tripping on acid and like to those people who've, who've been on acid, like, like I wasn't on the type of acid where I'm seeing things come through the walls, Mm -hmm. like or anything like that. I was on the type of acid where everything is opening up and I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm like, going through everything in my head and i'm trying to understand like everything that's happening around me Uh, just just for just
1: to kind of like uh just to put some color on that i've taken acid once and i've talked about this with my family once again i live a pretty transparent life even though i have drug-free tattooed on my knuckles i took acid once in 2013 it was just like a bucket list thing for me i wanted to try it you know you think about tool you think about sergeant peppers it was one of those things mm -hmm. and um right on It was the, like you said, I didn't see the leprechauns and rainbows and shit. Instead, what I saw was the veil was lifted of bullshit. And I realized, but also it it was inward as well. I saw how full of shit I was and how I was the cause of my own suffering. So it's not just a magnifying glass. It's also a microscope to see inside yourself. Mm -hmm. So just putting some color on that experience.
2: Yeah. And this was this, this was only the second time I've ever done it. And I read that, and I, I, I'm, and I shit you not, dude, I read it probably like eleven times because I was like, I'm not reading this right, and it was mainly because I was like, I don't feel like Jeremy's this type of person because I know you, you know what I mean, and I'm like, for fuck's sakes, they're brothers, how could they have two, like, how could the, the the views be so opposing, and like, and I told him, I remember my first comment said like, like this could just be the acid talking but this is one of the most, like, full of shit, never left my mother's porch, like, privileged bullshit I've ever read in my life. Like, did you just say, like, did you just go this long about saying all lives matter? Like, did you really just, like, did you really put all lives over black lives, like, in this moment right now? And he was real, you know, condescending with me, and I was fine with it, where he's, like, like yeah, you should probably ease up on the acid and like. And I told him, and I'm like, the acid is probably making me a lot nicer than how I'm really feeling about this right now. <laughs> like, and at one point I even said, like, delete your post, Jeremy. You're embarrassing yourself. Mm. But he kept.
1: He did doubling, dele- down, and doubling he, down. He did delete it.
2: Oh, did he? Yeah, he, he did. blocked me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, he blocked like, you. It was kind of like a day late and a bu- and a buck short as far as like saving face yeah, is concerned. Yeah. You know, but,
0: um, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and any, the past three times I've tried to say anything, get a word in edgewise, my comments have been deleted. So, like, it's like, you know, I, 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 I get the message, you know, um, it's kind of the oh, opposite surprise. of what you were talking about, of what your friend was saying about the male gaze, right? This male structure, and how you were like, but wait a second, you're, you're, you're fucking up my whole world here. Some like I live for that. I want to be wrong with like, I I want to, I want institutions to crumble. I want thought to just, to just decompose. And then you see like a gem in the middle of this idea. I want that. I live for that. I I live for truths, you know, um, and, and emotional truths and facts and so on. Like I, I I live for that. And we live in a time right now where, dude, if you ain't calling out an injustice, like that's, you're part of the problem. You're culpable. (laughs)
2: I agree, I agree wholeheartedly, and that's this is why I have I like I have a problem keeping my fucking mouth shut sometimes. So like, even with all, all that was said between me and him, like I still even told him because like I didn't like when I I had it was the conversation was so ridiculous that I had to screen cap it and post it on my page. I took the time to like block out his name and his picture, like in everything. Hmm. And I'd even come I'd even put on the thing I'm like this is not me challenging you to come to my page and like like no it was me and I'm like I'm asking you not to because I don't want to be responsible for like cyberbullying dude mm-hmm. like I don't want anybody to bully you like regardless of all this even now I still like Jeremy like regardless of everything you did go, like, yeah, he,
1: you you went goro fatality style on him you did. <laughs> You like Zod snapped his neck, his neck, his head went like nine <laughs> times around as far as like online goes. Bullying, I can't, I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, when you're going to say something and you know, I mean, how did he, he He is um, truly out of touch if he did not think he wasn't going to get shit for that. Because he started off saying, hey, he started off saying, hey, I got to, I got to say it. I don't know but what it is, whatever that, whatever. he came out the gate kind of like, Yeah, I got to say it. You know, kind of like, it was a brace yourself, people, you know, uh, wake up sheeple yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, you got to be able to, you got to take the smoke. It's just what it is. Right. It's just what it is, you know, and and, and I will say, like, um, it's, I mean, do you have brothers and sisters? I can't recall. You have a brother, yeah, don't you?
2: I, I, have, I have a younger brother. Yeah, yeah. he's, tw- he's going to be 20 in January. He's oh, 19 right now. He's
1: a baby. I remember when you first talked about him, he was a young, he was a young blood, but um. Are you, yeah, you guys yeah, surely have to be kind of different?
2: Oh God, absolutely. Like, so, we're, so we're very different in a lot, but like we're very similar in a lot in a lot of the ways too that we think. So
1: yeah, you know, uh, you know, with with me and my brother, I'll, I'll be honest. Like he lives such a private life. I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't know him that re- that well. I don't. I have yeah. ideas. I don't think it's fair to judge him for from who he was nine years ago but that's like the best yeah, time that I knew him. I don't really know what he's all about right now. I don't, you know, and so you had said something and I'm responding to, you know, how can Jeremy and Knives be so different? I mean, every, I mean, that's just the way it goes, you know? Uh, there's those cliches right. of thanks, Thanksgiving dinner and there's the opposing, you know, I have an uncle that voted for Trump and that's real talk, you know? It's right, just, right. that's just, mm. everybody's so different. Me and Claire, um there's certain things where we agree to disagree. It's just the way it is. You know, I have to believe that there's a way yeah, you to, have to yeah. I, I, you know, the best part about this country is we can all be different. We can all live in right. opposing realities. However, when you, when you put something out on ink, which is what, you know, yeah. if you're going to tweet something or Facebook, people are going to try to uh, cancel you or whatever. I mean, you got to take the bullets. Like it's just, it's just, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, would would he have said this in public, face-to-face? I mean, if he wouldn't, then why did he say it online? Then you know, it, how can you right. defend that? I hope I hope in the future he can look back and be like, that was whack, you know, I was young. Yeah. And, I, and I think people would accept that because that's what we want. We don't want him to be right. like, you were wrong, I was right. We don't want that. It ain't black and white, no pun yeah. intended like that. But we're all growing up, man. We all got flaws. We all got, you know, some of us just, don't put makeup on it, you know.
2: Yeah, and and I think like that was my whole. Because even then, like even if if you go back before he like deleted it, like in the comments, like somebody found him after I posted it. Someone found it really quick, and like they were very much like, "Oh, dude, like I'm gonna lay into this dude," and they commented on it, and I had even said like, "Honestly, dude, like if 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 I thought." that there was nothing here, I would not have been on my soapbox all night and wasted my fucking acid trip. Like it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like time wasted. Mm. And I had said, I was like, honestly, like I think better of him. And I even said in the comment, I was like, dude, like I like you, Jeremy, like you've never been nothing but nice to me. Your family's never been anything but kind to me. Like, I don't have any problems with you at all. I think you're better than this. I think you need, you have a lot of growing up to do. Like, I think there's a lot of growing up that you need, that you need to do. And then like, the the because and I did like I made fun of him about it like in a lot of the comments like I made fun of him and it was just one of those things where I'm like you don't need to say this stupid shit like don't say something like that like how do you not stop yourself like when he had said I'm not black just three percent like I was like like you how do you not stop after I'm not black like how do you not stop there like what did you need to include that for like, you are not part of that conversation. Like, this is a very different conversation that we're happening, that's happening right now. Like, it's a very different thing that we're talking about. And then, like, at some point he was, you know, he brought up the, uh, will do the lives of all the aborted babies matter. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even having this conversation with you. Like, we're if we're going here, like, like, that's a fight you're not ready for. You're very clearly not ready for. Like, that's an argument I'm not going to have with you because, like, like, if you think I've been mean before, you know what I mean? Like, sure. and he's like, if this is how you try to have conversations with people, I'm like, bro, I'm being as nice as I can over yeah. something that's very upsetting to me. Like, if you're over here fucking basically arguing for the fact that, like, they don't need to be this angry about this. Like, yes, they do. Like, the only reason things are changed, those four fucking cops that killed George Floyd would not be in jail if things didn't go the way they went. They would have been on desk duty. They'd probably be back on the streets right goddamn now.
1: If it wasn't videotaped. If everybody videotaped. just shrugged
2: their shoulders and moved on.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't filmed, that guy would still have a job. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. absolutely.
1: Totally. And
2: like, it, it's, it's one of those things to me where I'm like, you're already arguing against that, and it's making me angry. And I'm trying really hard to be calm because I like you. And I'm like, everything I'm saying is because I'm liking you. I'm not insulting you. I'm insulting the stupid shit that you're saying. But' like, and so it's starting to get on my I, I, I feel you,
1: man. So I wanna be respectful of your time and I wanna give you some of your time back. We're we're reaching um uh, your limit here. Dude, I, I gotta have no, you we can, on we
2: can, go, we can go a little bit further. Oh okay, there. okay, okay cool, it's cool, cool, good.
1: cool, cool. Hey, by the way, like I we, we I need to have you on again. Like you gotta be a recurring guest. I just love your brain. We I mean we just gotta get yeah, we just gotta get these these elephants out of the room, but it is what it is. A Couple things I wanted to ask you. Um well, first of all, these topics, whether if it's about abortion, gun rights, um, mm-hmm. racism, all these topics, uh rioting and the First Amendment and so on, war, right? Maybe we're probably gonna go to war with China someday. You know, the, the th- these th- maybe, you know. Um what I'm trying to say is like these topics and these arguments are, are kind of it's it's old hat. They've been there before. Oh yeah. They'll come up again maybe uh, before anything gets systematically resolved, the Black Lives Matter movement will, will quiet, right? And then another thing is going to happen. It's going to come back up again. And then we're going to hear these arguments again. I say all this just to kind of say, I don't think this is a, a trend in a, in a hip fashion no. sense of like, this is, this is a fun thing to talk about. This is a trendy talk about. It. It's like, no, this is, like you said, had been going on for hundreds of years at this point, and we're gonna continue to have this conversation, and we should, and we should. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question, because uh, you are not a black man, and I'm curious, like, when no. you when you saw George Floyd get murdered, like we all did, um, it was like a had to see it to believe it thing, um, I've only seen it once, when you saw it, how did you know that it was an act, well, I'm asking, do you think it was an act of racism, and if, if you do think that, how do you know that?
2: Um, I think the way that black people are treated uh, so disproportionately when it comes to being arrested, uh, it's hard not to call it anything but racist. Um, I don't know how anybody could call it anything else sometimes. Uh, I look at situations like that, that psychopath Dylan Roof went and killed a bunch of people and they arrested him calmly and they took him to burger king before they took him to jail Mm. and he's he was allowed to file a complaint saying that like they're mistreating him in prison like oh are they like are they mistreating you like you fucking lunatic and like to to sit and and watch the fact that that some of these people go around and they murder dozens of people and they put their hands, they put their their their, they put their white hands in the air and, you know, like, oh, it's okay, just put the cuffs on him and don't worry, buddy, we're going to take you to Burger King then you're going to go to jail. George Floyd wrote a hot check and it wasn't even a hot check. They suspected him of writing a hot check. And, like, they tried arresting him and... He struggled and he fought. Why wouldn't you? You didn't do anything wrong. And they put their knee into his neck. And, and, you know, you have these idiots that go, I can put my knee on my little cousin's neck and he's fine. I'm like, you're not putting pressure on him, for one. For two, there aren't two other cops on your knees and on your back that you can't see from that angle. Like, he can't move. Like, they're suffocating him. Like, have you ever heard of being smothered? It's not unlike that. And, like... To sit and watch that, to sit and watch the way Philandro Castillo got murdered when he was like, "I I have got a I've got a license to carry. I have a weapon in the car." Like, okay, get 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 your get your license, and he reaches for it,
0: mm-hmm. and they
2: empty a clip into him.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's like that doesn't happen, dude. I, there's a, there's another video of a guy who gets pulled over. He has his dash cam on, and he's white dude, just white guy. And like, you have any weapons in the car? He goes, yes, sir. I've got a, I've got a loaded gun, gun under the seat. Uh, it's in a case. And like, okay, that's fine. Like, super relaxed. And I'm like, why didn't you empty a clip into him? Like, it doesn't make any sense. He did. He said the exact same thing. Like, I've got a gun. Like, that's fine. Reach, get your license for me. And no one did anything. The guy didn't get so much as a fucking ticket. It's it, it is systematically racist, and it's it it proportionately targets poor people. And that's where they get away with saying it's not racist. Like, we're not racist. I am like, no, you just want, you're just attacking poor people who are by fucking definition, mostly Brown and black people. Like it's fucked up. I, okay. I was arrested, um, about two years ago for less than a gram of pot in my car. And the cop who arrested me, uh, pulled me out of my car. He asked me to empty out my pockets. Um, uh, he was talking to me very conversationally and he had another cop come and start talking to me. And they were being, they were both being very, very, very conversational, like super mellow. And then the the cop's looking in my car with his flashlight and I look over at him and I noticed that he's doing it. And he turns and he looks at me and smiles and goes, do you mind? Like, as if to say like, you, are you okay with me? Like using my flashlight in your car? And mm. I went, no, I don't mind. And then he grabbed his dog and threw it in my car. And the dog found a gram of pot in a second. And like, I told him like, can't you just throw that away? Like, it's a gram. He's like, no, you're gonna be placed under arrest. And I'm like, okay, like, holy shit, dude. And I told the guy, I'm like, okay, I've never been arrested before. He grabs my wrist and I'm like, okay, that's not necessary. And he goes, stop resisting. And I'm like, hey, like real calm. And I went, hey, I'm not resisting. I'm asking you a question. Like, you don't have to pull my arm. I'm giving it to you. Relax. And he grabbed my other arm and he goes, okay, well, stop stop resisting. I'm like, bro, here. And I just loosened my arms. I'm like, I'm not resisting, dude. And it occurred to me later on that people have like, hold on, dude. I'm not resisting. I'm asking you a question. Like, answer my question. I'm going to go with you. And they get tased for that. And I'm, and you know, it's it's one of those things I came to learn a long time ago. Like, and I even I said it to Jeremy. I'm like, bro, you need to take a trip down to Casper, Wyoming. Like, take a trip down there. Like, I learned a very harsh lesson in Casper, Wyoming. Like, I went up to to Casper to deliver a trailer with my dad a long time ago. And down here in the valley, we don't experience racism very often because most of us are Mexican, and we get taught. Our whole lives. My grandmother still tells me. She says it as a compliment. Mira para is gringo.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: you look like a white boy. Like, that's a compliment And like, it, in Mexican households. And, like, down here I've been white passing my whole life. Like, I can remember sitting in this restaurant in Casper, Wyoming, for about 15 minutes. Like, with nobody coming to our fucking table. Everybody's staring at us. And this old white waitress comes up to us. She goes, you boys lost? get lost on your way to the border or what? Like, real fucking rude. And like my dad goes, guess so. And we just stood up and left. Hmm. I was like, what the shit was that? Like, that's the most racism I've ever like truly experienced in my life. And that's nothing. Like, yeah. that is nothing. But it was enough to open my eyes. Like, I could have been like, there's fucking places where like, I've never experienced racism. And they'll shoot you. Like, how is that for a fucking racist experience? Like, holy shit, dude. And it, it's it's hard. It's hard to to call it anything else. Like it is disproportionately racist. It's inherently racist. Like I spent fucking four days in jail over that gram of pot. I spent four days in jail. Like I got fucking. I remember I ended up going to court, and I've been. They've been giving me diabetic medication that was not the for the type of diabetes that I have. I got into a fight with a doctor there in the jail because I said to her, what fucking claw machine did you get your fucking medical degree out of? And the guard even yelled at me. He's like, you know, hey, you don't talk to people that way. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like when she when I told him, like, that's not the type of of insulin that I'm supposed to be taking. And she says, it's the same thing. And I said, I feel like you should know, at least you of all people in this building should know that, yeah, it's not the same thing at all. That is absolutely not the same thing. There's two types of diabetes. You're giving me insulin for a diabetes that I don't have. And they were real like, nah. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna trust you because you're a doctor and you should know what you're talking about. Uh, I ended up in court and I went through, um, after they told me that I was going home that night, like the judge was very like, oh yeah, just send him home. Why, why is he even here? Like, over a gram of marijuana? Like, why am I having this conversation today? Like, let him go. I They sat me back down. I'm shackled, by the way. They have me shackled at the waist, the ankles, and the wrists. They sat me next to a man who murdered his wife on the bus on the way to the courthouse. Like, he asked me what I was here for. I was like, oh, for a gram of pot. He was like, I murdered my wife. And I'm like, that's. I'm glad we're sitting next to each other. We're clearly the same type of person, I guess. Yeah. And fucking, I'm I'm sitting there hearing all this shit, and my body starts to go into a diabetic shock. Like I start shaking, I'm losing vision, like I start sweating like really badly, and I'm not even hot. And I turn and I look at the the, the cop and I say, "Hey man, can you take me to the restroom? I'm gonna throw up." And he goes, "No, just sit there." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm trying and I'm trying and I turn and I look at him and I say, hey, man, you don't understand. I'm really going to throw up in a second. Like something's wrong. And he goes, shut up and face forward. And I'm like, "Okay." And I turn back around one more time and I'm like, could you maybe grab that small trash can over there? I'm about to puke. And he goes, why? Are you excited that you're going home today? And I'm like, no, something's really wrong. I don't feel right, like, please help me. And he goes, shut up, turn around. And I went, okay. And I turned around and I just proceeded to vomit. And they dragged me out of there. I lost sight out of my right eye. Like I couldn't see anything. Like everything was blurry. And I was just violently, violently shaking. And like, they, they pulled me out of the courtroom Covered in vomit in front of probably three, four, five hundred people. There's a lot of people outside. Um, My wife is there. My best friend Josh is there. And I remember looking at my wife telling her, like, I'm coming home tonight. I'm coming home tonight. And she's crying. I'm soaked in fucking vomit. And they take me downstairs and they put me on a bench. And I start begging them to take me to a hospital because I can't feel my face. And they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not, dude. Like, I can't feel my face. Like, something's wrong. Like, I'm making faces at them because I'm trying to feel it. And they're like, you're okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not, dude. Like, something's wrong. Like, take me to a hospital. And they, like, utterly refused. They were just like, "Mm, no. And, like, they just left me there. They left me there on the bench. And I laid down on it. And I just kind of just kept sitting there, like, saying to myself, like, dude, if I die right now, like, if I stroke out, the last thing I said to my wife was, I'm going to be home tonight. This is how I was treated in Hidalgo County over less than a joint's worth of marijuana. Less than a joint. Like, there was there was not enough weed to roll the joint. And then to top that off, that same piece of garbage pig that arrested me, who, like, I wish the absolute worst on every day of my life. Like, if he were to get cancer tomorrow, I would feel bad for the cancer. And cancer killed my dad. That's how little I like this guy. He took the time to put in his report. He suggested that I be sent to federal prison for it. Like, suggest that. That was his suggestion, is that I be sent to a federal jail, a federal prison, for less than a gram of marijuana. And, like, to sit there and deal with the system, the way it's set up, and to have talked to the people that I met in there who, like... I understand meeting the guys who are like, oh, yeah, I was drunk driving. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I get why you were here. Like, I wasn't even, like, intoxicated when I was driving. And to sit and deal with all that kind of shit and see the people that are in there and, like, why are you here? And I guarantee you 90% of them, 90% of them told me the exact same thing. I can't afford bail. Like, I can't afford to – I didn't do anything, but they arrested me. And they won't fucking let me out until I have a court date. And my court date's not for another three months. And I can't afford bail. I can't go anywhere. I haven't done anything. And it's the worst fucking place in the world because they don't let you get any sunlight. They, they don't let you do anything. There's so many fucking weird and sadistic rules. You don't really get a mattress. You get like this thin mat. You get one pillow. And, like, motherfuckers are not above stealing your shit from you. Like, my last night on there, I I slept on the the metal casing of the bed with no pillow. I had to roll um, my prison shirt under my head for a pillow. Like, they even told me, fall asleep with your glasses on. Because if you take them off, somebody might just take them from you just to be an asshole. Like, it was sadistic. All this over less than a joint's worth of marijuana. And fortunately for me, it was only four days. Like it was only four days before they let me go. And even then, they still expected me to pay $700 because they let me go.
1: What, what, like, what is the $700 for? Bail? Or what is that for?
2: No. No. That a was fine? just my upon exit fee.
1: Oh. Just because yeah, I mean,
2: they opened the doors and let me go.
1: This is totally a business. I mean, they're ran by they're they're ran by a corporation, right? Um, for it, sure,
2: it's utterly sadistic, man. Like it, it, it's it's built to fuck over poor people who are disproportionately brown and black.
1: Man, I, like, I'm really sorry that happened to you, British man. I, I'm really sorry that happened to you. You know, I hope one day that we live in a time where Texas passes legal recreational marijuana use right? Like it has, everybody's on it. Everybody and their grandma is on it. Everybody knows the benefits. Chemo patients are on it. Arthritis patients are on it down there. We know who they are. I'm sure cops get some, you know, CBD. It's the same plant for their abuelas and stuff like that for their arthritis. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like it needs to change. And I'm really sorry that that happened to you, man. And what's fucked up is you, you got it easy. You were, you got it easy. You're one of the lucky ones.
2: I was like, and keep in mind, like, what I went through is complete and total bullshit. Like, that's that's nothing. Like, four days, dude. Like, it was nothing. Like, I met people in there who were hearing voices, dude. One of the guys in my fucking unit had a seizure. And he hit the floor. hit his head. And, like, went into shock. And the guard just watched him shake. And everybody's screaming at him, like, dude, he's fucking shaking, like, get somebody and like one of the guards laughed at him and i'm like dude where the fuck am i like what is happening and i was like dude don't they give you medication for that and he's like yeah but it's considered a narcotic so they won't let me take it and i'm like so what do they expect you to just seize and he's like yeah like i just have to have seizures so i can deal with it like he had a seizure in the middle of a card game he started laughing And he just started seizing and I was like, whoa, like I didn't know that was that that happened to him. And I was like, what the fuck is happening, dude? Like I freaked out really bad. And there was the fucking guard was just laughing. Like I think my second night there, like in the middle of the night, it must have been like two in the morning. They just they came in and they made us stand up and they raided all of our shit. Like they went through our like underneath our bed where everybody keeps their commissary. We weren't I wasn't allowed to have an empty plastic bottle like for a soda, like I was using it to refill my water and I, they took that away from me. I was like, how am I supposed to, and I even said, I was like, what am I supposed to drink water out of? And the guy looked at me, he says, drink out of the fucking toilet for all I care. And I'm like, bro, I, I, I bought pot. Like what right. the fuck is this? Like,
0: yeah,
2: it's utterly ridiculous. It's sadistic, dude. It was in, and, and like truth be told. Like I cried every day that I was there. I was like, dude, I don't deserve this. And, like, everybody that I spoke to in there, there was maybe, like, 17 guys in my unit, of which I guarantee you, like, 15 at least. At least 15 didn't deserve to be there. Like, over nothing. Dude, one guy had been there for his, he was on his second month for fucking public intoxication. And and he was there because the cop grabbed him by his wrist, and he pulled it away. And he said, the fuck's wrong with you? Don't touch me. Mm -hmm. And he got arrested, and they, they charged him for resisting. He's like, I didn't even hit him. I pulled my wrist away. And I'm thinking about, like, the fact that when that when the cop grabbed my wrist and I didn't put it, I didn't let him pull me, I, I, like, I held my own. And I was like, dude, like, stop. Like, relax. I'm asking you a question. Like, I'm going with you. Like, obviously, I'm being arrested. That's fine. Like, I would just like to know, like, what's going on? Like, how like, am I going to be able to make a phone call? What's going to happen to my car? Like, Chill. I'm listening to you. Like, and it was the same thing. Like the guy, he, they grabbed his wrist and the cop was like, no, he was resisting. So now he'd been there for two months waiting for his court date. Like he lost his job. And I'm like, dude, like, and he wasn't even drunk driving. He was walking home with a with a, with a beer, you know, like,
1: and he, he had, go ahead. No, just, just, just to kind of say, man, you know, this is such a fucking nightmare. This is the worst. Yeah. I mean, you've seen some shit. Like you said, you're, you know, c- cancer killed your father. You know, you've seen mm-hmm. some fucking shit. That's a nightmare. Most people can't, would never get over that. Right? It's devastating. Yeah. Um, these four days, that'll change a motherfucker forever. That'll yeah. change you, yeah. man. Yeah. That'll change you forever. And it, it, I, I, was, it was nothing. Don't like, recommend in, in it, it for anybody. To what
2: other people were going through. Yeah.
1: Whoever's listening, if you have ever lived in Texas where marijuana is not legal and you've ever driven with marijuana less than a joint at least worth of marijuana and if you your sister, your uncle, your dad, your mom, your grandma, whomever, your best friend let alone you if you were ever treated this way that might change the way that you see this content the you know the overwhelming amount of content of this abuse of power going on in America, I think you might see it through a different lens. I think you might see yeah. it through a different lens. This would change you. This would change your perspective. How many people are carrying, get pulled over, and just get a warning, and they're fucking lucky? Think about that, mm. you know, down down there in the valley. I'm sure it happens all the time. They're lucky. They're lucky. I, I'm not saying, and by the way, I'm not saying... Well, that's what they get. They broke the law. They broke the law. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that because just like what you were saying about your friend, uh, that kind of feminist angle of this male gaze, male dominated narrative structure, where like a woman is looked at as a prize, we right. we perpetuate in film and narratives and novels, you name it, in America we perpetuate yep you know if you go to prison you're gonna get raped in prison that's just the way it goes that's just the way it goes you know if a cop pulls you over you know you're fucked you know and that's what you get like we perpetuate that like it's okay like it's not demoralizing like it's not dehumanizing Mm -hmm. i mean there's all kinds of stories that you hear about these soldiers that go to iraq syria what have you there's all kinds of stories but i i've heard firsthand you know about building camaraderie with with being this american militant force that 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 is in a in a in a in a city or you know in a country in afghanistan or something and they have to befriend these the neighborhoods they got to go door to door and 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 build trust with the citizens we're doing that yeah. with with um people from different countries like why can't we carry that standard here in america Mm -hmm. in our motherland like here where we where we belong right like it you know a cop should be able to come through my neighborhood and shouldn't scare the piss out of everybody shouldn't make us paranoid shouldn't flex any force and they should be able to say hi and i should be able to wave back to them and feel safe we should we should Mm -hmm. be able to feel safe you know not yeah. that they're going to crack my friend's head open or treat him like a cockroach for having half a joint. That's bullshit. I'm really sorry that happened to you, man. That's so fucking awful.
2: Yeah, and it, it, and it is. And it's so difficult now because, like, I'm not very cooperative with police anymore. Like, with that, with with what happened to me, like, it, this was in FAR, dude. It was with fucking FAR PD. Like, I was super cooperative. I was super polite to the guy. I was like, yeah, no, everything's cool. Everything's fine. And now, like, like in the instance that I get pulled over, I was like, what, were you, what are you up to? Where are you going? I'm like, that's none of your business. Like, I don't, or I'm don't. i like, I don't have to answer that. Like, it's usually my answer to everything. I was like, I don't have to answer that. Yeah. Like, when they started asking me personal questions, I don't have to answer that. They're like, okay, well, I need you to step out of your vehicle. I'm like, I need you to get a supervisor down here, please. Mm. Like, you need to get a supervisor down here. And usually when they bring their supervisor, I tell them like I'm gonna need you to get me somebody above you. Like and when then that person shows up like okay now I want to sh- if I'm pulled over by a state trooper okay well now I want a sheriff out here. Like I'm disproportionately very like no I'm gonna waste your- we're gonna waste my time I'm gonna waste your- I'm gonna waste resources. Like no, like I'm not gonna deal with this shit today. Like I get very- I don't I don't like being that way. I don't. But like after that I realize like. Their goal is not to see what you're doing. Their goal is to trip you up and to try to get you arrested because you're worth $700 a day in jail. Like, they spend about $3 on you per day if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Like, the shit that they gave me and called food in prison is amazing. Like, it had mold on it. Like, I got food daily with mold on it. You know what I fucking really ate for four days? Like pick that bread and applesauce. That's what I ate for four days because the shit they were calling meat is amazing. I'm like, that is fucking disgusting beyond words. Like, this is what they fucking feed you. Like this shit is sadistic. And like, it is shocked full of sodium. It is not good for people with diabetes, which is why I went into a fucking diabetic shock in there. And like, so mm. now whenever I get pulled over, I'm like, I don't have to answer that. Like, what's your name? I'm like, it's on my ID. Where are you going? Doesn't matter where I was going. Why are you in this neighborhood? Doesn't matter why I'm in this neighborhood. Like, I was visiting a friend. What friend? It's not important. Like, I don't like to answer questions anymore. And it was like, I. And, and, and hang on, hang on. Sure. We and check the others. I gotta knock on my door. I'm not sure like what's going on. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Like I, after all that had like happen I don't find myself very cooperative with police anymore and I don't I, I don't I don't trust them and I told them that like don't trust you like I, I, just, I absolutely do not trust you so hang on one second no, sure a minute.
1: man yeah take your time yeah like, yeah man I, no, I, it's, I can't it, find it, myself it's a terrible experience you know um you know when you get out of the valley and to my understanding this is one of the only places outside of a of a of a military base in the country of the valley that that there's border patrol leaving the valley in texas but leaving the valley there's border patrol to exit the Rio grande valley it's bizarre to me yep. i mean i understand why i know why but that's it's very telling right i remember i was going on a road trip with a with a white person and we're, we're getting out of the 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 border patrol there and um and they asked him, hey, where are you going? My, my white friend was driving and they asked him, hey, where are you headed? And he said, I'm an American citizen, sir. And the, the border patrol asked him again, hey, I asked you, where are you going? And he said, I'm an American citizen, sir. And they're like, okay, get out, get out of here. And they let him go. And I remember thinking, oh, I didn't even know you could talk to border patrol that way. And he said, yeah, they're just there to make sure you're an American citizen. They don't need to know what, where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I oh, was like, oh, buddy, shit. Have I got a
2: story for you about that? That's, the,
1: that's <laughs> that white privilege talking. He was a white guy. I mean, he yes, he knew, you know, they don't, I didn't know that. None of my uncles would have dropped that knowledge on me, you know? None of my brown uncles.
2: Oh, buddy, if, if, if I, <laughs> and if you go to my, you know, if you follow me on Facebook in any way whatsoever, you know I have a tremendous distaste for the Border Patrol. Um, I have a tremendous distaste for ICE, um, I wish the absolute like worst on them all the time. And I've had people like, when I'm like, fuck the Border Patrol and they're like, hey man, my uncle's in the Border Patrol. Okay, fuck your uncle. I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck your uncle. Like, is your uncle Mexican? Like, yeah. Fuck him twice then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, fuck your family members that are in the Border Patrol. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't, I have family in the Border Patrol. I tell them the same thing. Fuck you, by the way. Like, you're a scumbag for being that way. Like, it, 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 it's one thing to try to, like, you know, no, I'm a Border Patrol agent because I don't want drug dealers coming across. Like, okay, you're arresting families, though. Like, you're arresting families and you're sticking them in cages and you're leaving them there in there to die. And now they're gassing them with a chemical that's not really going to do anything, but it might do something. Like, fuck you. This is bullshit. And, like, I can't fucking stand the Border Patrol. So I used to work um, out by military highway. And out by military highway, there is so much fucking border patrol it make your head spin. And I came, I was coming out of uh, um, my job one day and I see these headlights hauling ass down the road. Like this guy's going like 70 miles an hour and I can't see what his car is. And like all I see are his headlights. And I went, fuck you. And I jumped in front of him. I was like, go around me. If you want to be driving like an asshole in a fucking 45 mile an hour, like limit, like go around me, you prick. So I jump out in front of him and the red and blues turn on. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it was a cop. And I was like, well, fuck him. I came to a complete stop. Like he was going 70 miles an hour, at least he didn't have his lights on. And I fucking pull over and like a Border Patrol agent approaches my window. And I look at him and I have the utmost confusion because like you were saying earlier, you get to use a little bit of your light skin privilege when when the one thing Border Patrol doesn't seem to like is somebody that knows their rights. And like, I opened my, like my window and I had my ID ready to give to him. And I went, can I help you? And he's like, uh, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's, what's going on? I'm like, I'm going home. What do you want? And he's like, well, you drove out in front of me. And I'm like, no, I came to a complete stop and I drove out into the road. You were the one who was driving like an asshole at 70 miles an hour. And he goes, why don't you go ahead and step out of the vehicle? I go, why don't you go ahead and call somebody who can legally pull me out of the vehicle? And he goes, you want me to get a state trooper down here? I'm like, I want you to get a state trooper, a sheriff, and a local cop. Like, call all three of them. I don't care. I'm more than happy to step out of the vehicle for a badge that means something. I'm an American citizen, dude. Like, you have no right to talk to me. And he goes, oh, I have every right that I I want to talk to me. I go, you can talk to me all you want, but I don't have to talk to you, you fucking Gestapo. Like, get lost. And he goes, oh, I'm the Gestapo now. I'm like, that's, that's the nicest thing I could call a prick like you. And he goes, I need you to step out back. And I'm like, I need you to call somebody whose badge means a goddamn thing to somebody who's an American citizen. Like, your badge means shit to me. Your uniform means shit to me. Your red and blue lights mean shit to me. I'm about to take off right now in a second until you let me know that you're calling somebody to come out here and fucking talk to me. And he was like, have you been drinking? I go, have you? And I go, because I can smell whiskey on your fucking breath, which was bullshit. I couldn't smell anything. And I go, I smell fucking drugs on your breath. Like, what's up with you, man? And he turned around. He goes, have a nice day. And I said, have the day you deserve. And he took off. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, I fucking hate Border Patrol. And, like, I tell everybody, like, you don't have to listen to a goddamn thing they tell you. I have friends who are fucking DACA recipients. I have friends who have been here. They've been in this country since they were a year old. They were born fucking a thousand feet from the goddamn border. And some asshole is going to sit there and say, "Yo, you're not an American citizen. Go fuck yourself. Like, I don't deal with that fucking horse shit. And I tell everybody, every last one of them is concerned about it. And I go, if fucking ice comes to your fucking window and they say, you're getting out of the car, you lock your fucking doors. And if they threaten to break the window, take off, like hit their fucking car if you need to. You, They don't have a goddamn right to do anything unless they have a fucking warrant signed by a judge. Like, an actual judge seeking you. They have no right to do a goddamn thing. Not a fucking right to do anything. Like, I'm very fucking militant about that. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Assault them if you need to. Crack them in the fucking forehead with a fucking tire iron. Because they're trying to kidnap you. Like, fuck that. They're trying to kidnap you and stick you in a fucking cage and leave you there to rot. And apparently take your fucking children and, I don't know what happened. We just lost them. Like, fucking Bullshit. Like crack a crowbar over their heads. I don't give a fuck about ICE. I give less of a fuck about border patrol. Like I really do.
1: It's heavy, man. And and,
2: like, and it is. and, And I get why people get real. Like I've, dude, I've lost so many friends. And here's the thing. Like, and I've, I've, I've heard it so many times. And people were like, "Oh, it's, it's, it's a false comparison." No, it fucking isn't. Like I say the same goddamn thing about the Gestapo and Nazis that I say about ICE and fucking border patrol. Like, whenever somebody's like, hey, man, like, they're just doing their jobs. Fuck you. So are Nazis. So are the Gestapo. They were just doing their jobs. And I think every last one of those pricks should have been shot right between their fucking eyes, too. Like, I have no qualms. I have no issues saying what I feel about those people. Like, when you lend to a system that disproportionately hurts people. Like this is why I'm I'm all about defunding the police. This is why I, I say that too. Like no, defund them. Like you well, let don't me, need well, the let type me of money you, that if, you do to
1: If if okay? we de- if we defund the police, like what happens? Like say Ed- any, you do you live in Hidalgo County? Yeah, yeah, I live in. What county. what happens if tonight they de- they defund the police? Like how is it not the purge after that? See,
2: okay, now there's def- there's there's defunding, and there's abolishing. I'm all about abolishing ICE. Fuck ICE. Abolish them. We don't need them. I don't care what happens to any of them. Fire them, push them down a cliff. I don't give a shit. If you took a job with immigration, like with immigration like that, where you're just disproportionate, where your job is to fucking hurt people the way they've been hurting people, like I don't give a fuck if they fire them by pushing them out of helicopters into cliffs. Well, hold on. So you,
1: (laughs) this is Bobby Brown going nuclear, guys. That's just, that's what he does. Yeah. um, Um, No, no, no. It's, 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 (laughs) dude, I mean, you gotta fly. You gotta fly, man. And, and, you got wings. Yeah. well that, that, let me just say, that's abolishment. Like, uh-huh. if if we made it, um, say any you know everywhere across the board, but you needed a a, a college degree to be a cop, you had to be mm-hmm. trained. You had to go through a boot camp, the way Marines go through a boot camp. You got paid seventy thousand dollars a year. You can you can feed a family with that seventy thousand right. dollars a year. And you get minimum like every gosh, I don't know, uh, six weeks or whenever, you know, whatever it is, because cops don't get any training or retraining. Um, right. It's a very stressful job. They're, they have PTSD. You know, we all got that one. We all heard about the one uncle who's a good cop, so on and so forth. You know, some sometimes yeah, yeah. there there's good stories out there, too. There are. It just doesn't <laughs> make the news because it's boring or it doesn't sell clicks enough mm-hmm. or what have you. Isn't there a way to make that institution stronger, better, Absolutely. leaner you know um where we weed out just any schmuck that went from working at a water to a cop i mean how many times have you heard i know i have in the valley i'll just speak for myself i don't have any options it's a hard it's a hard place out there to get work i'm gonna join the police force like right. that's a last and, resort and it- for some people down there because of just how poor the valley mm-hmm. is you and i both know that Um, So, I mean, before we defund them, like, isn't it possible that maybe they deserve more attention? They kind of just deserve a renovation? Should we tear the institution Mm -hmm. down? I'm just going to throw my hat into that ring.
2: Right. Well, see, that's what what defunding them means. Uh, Defunding them as in you don't need to have tanks. Like, you need a SWAT team. You don't need a personal... Police Department does not... Like, McAllen PD doesn't need its own fucking tank. Like, it doesn't need its its own just, like, giant...
1: Does McAllen like, have a tank? vehicle. Absolutely. Like, McAllen has a tank like, that's just there tw- it's, 12, 12 it's, it's months out a, of the it's year? It's
2: not necessarily a tank. It's an armored vehicle. Like, the fucking thing can go through a wall. They also have a SWAT team who can go through walls and are equipped to do that. Now, when I say defund... What I mean is, like, these people don't need to have the kind of money to afford the type of protection that they have. When a cop kills somebody and it's caught on film, and the immediate response is like, well, we've got to sit and review it. No. What did we see in the video? Somebody's hands were in the air and they got shot. Why is this person still a cop? Well, because they're part of a police brotherhood and we protect each other. Oh, kind of like a fucking mafia. Only you assholes have a badge and you're in charge and you get to decide what happens to the rest of us. And they punish them by like taking them off the streets and like, oh, well, they're on paid administrative leave, which means they're not working and they're getting paid for it. No, you don't get to be paid for murdering somebody being a cop. As a last resort, well, there's nothing else I can do. I might as well become a cop. That should not be a fucking option. It should not be something that you get to do and just say, well, can't do anything else. I guess I'll be a cop. Like that's fucking so dangerous. That's so fucking dangerous. Like what do you mean? Like your job is to serve and protect. It's on the side of every single Wait, vehicle.
1: So, uh, so when you say defund the police, you, what you what you mean is take away their – like mi- like artillery like what do you what do you mean exactly like what happens what does it look like take
2: away the armor that they have that protects them from doing the things that they do like if okay let me put it this way like yes you still get paid the same way however if you go and you shoot somebody in the goddamn heart when their arms are in the air when their hands are up and you're like i i i I just i reacted like i'm sorry i reacted poorly to that okay well, now you need to turn in your badge and your gun. You're off. You're off. You're off. You can't be on the on patrol anymore. We are not going to pay you. We will put things into review. If we review and we feel that it was justified, we might try to bring you back on. We might terminate you. We might arrest you. You don't get to – and like it, now it's a brotherhood because it's this whole thing of like, oh, yeah, well, anybody will say anything to get away with it. So will cops.
1: When and I when read – when I read online hashtag defund the police, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I haven't looked too deeply into it because it sounds like it sounds like um like a rallying cry. And and I, maybe there's some momentum right. behind it. I don't know what's going on, I'll be honest. I'm not super I'm not an expert on that, like whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But when I just hear it, like to my ears it sounds like take away the resources of the police, defund them shut down the police stations is what defund the police sounds like to my ears is that and, not and the yeah, case it
2: does, it does because some stations are, are beyond corrupt at this point they need to be shut down and completely revamped the fact that there is still a sheriff's department in Edinburgh Texas is fucking astounding to me considering that Rolling Stones even came out with an article calling them the new cocaine cowboys because they were so corrupt in everything that they did And they're still like, oh, yeah, but we still have sheriffs there. What the fuck do you mean there's still sheriffs there? Every last one of these people should have been fired and replaced by proven fucking people. Oh, we don't have those resources right now. Okay, then you need to spread the state troopers out and completely remove these guys until you can replace them. There is no point in defunding everything completely and removing police as a whole. That creates anarchy. Clearly, we cannot handle anarchy because when we tried to do peaceful protesting, a bunch of assholes came and started breaking windows and everybody got lumped together. Like, everybody got lumped in together. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, a protester and a looter is the same thing. No, it fucking isn't. The same way a fucking sheriff and a border patrol agent aren't the same thing. They both have badges, they both have guns. They're not the same thing. Security guards get badges and guns. They don't disproportionately murder people all the fucking time. I'm a fucking security guard. I could have fucking gotten a gun at any goddamn time I wanted to. And, like, I've worked for people who have told me, dude, if somebody assaults you, shoot them and make sure that they die. We have lawyers that will take care of you. Like, I've heard that before as a security guard. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's sadistic. Why would I ever want to work for a company like this? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. So when, when I say defund the police... I mean, like, don't give them the resources to have fucking tear gas and rubber bullets that they can fire willy nilly at people, that they can tear gas people who are kneeling peacefully in protest with their hands in the air, holding a sign that say, I can't breathe, and then them blasting them in the face. Oh, can you breathe now? (laughs) Like, it's so fucking funny to hurt people. Like, fuck them, dude. Like they shouldn't have that kind of funding. They shouldn't have the type of money to do the type of things that they are doing. And until they they can prove that they're not going to be that way, we need to take that away from them. Like it needs to be harder to be a cop. What's interesting? It it cannot be something.
1: I agree. I agree with it needs to be harder to be a cop. Um, Mm -hmm. And I will say that had I been treated like a cockroach in jail, maybe I would be as fired up as you are about defunding the police and you're very passionate about it. I don't want to tell you not to be like that is gnarly. It would change my entire perspective if I was treated the way that you were treated by the police. I just Googled is, is using tear gas legal? And here's what, here's what (laughs) Wikipedia says. And this is from uh, 2020. Oh, June 5th. The use of tear gas dates back to World War One when soldiers used it during wartime to incapacitate enemy troops. In 1925, the Geneva Convention categorized tear gas as chemical warfare agent and sure. banned its use during wartime. However, its use by police in the US is still technically legal. There are some gnarly laws in the United States. And what's interesting to me, you know, one of those is uh, not a law per se, but but the uh, the Second Amendment, you know, the right to to bear arms. I thought the whole idea, just from people that are very pro 2A, you know, when when there's a school shooting and the conversation comes out again about gun regulations and everything, the argument from the other side is always we have to stand up against tyranny, we have to be able to right. revolt. That's in the the founding fathers, you know, we don't want to be taken over by fascists, by dictators, by people that are going to just open our doors, bust in, and, you know, take our children or what have you. It's in America's code, DNA, constitution, Mm -hmm. and the marrow to not be that. But then we see footage of cops shooting people at their porch who aren't doing anything with rubber bullets, with tear gas in neighborhoods and suburbs. It's, it's scary, you know, um, it's really scary. I don't know what to do as an artist other than, you know, have a podcast where I'm giving people an opportunity to, to say what's on their mind, to speak from their heart. I gave my brother an opportunity to, to speak his perspective. You know, I wanted him to use my forum, my platform to, to do that. He reached out to me. It didn't work out. He changed his mind. That's cool. He can do that. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously I probably I, would have too. Well, um, you know, with you, I, I I was so elated to hear the podcast with my friend Mark, uh, with you and Will mm. talking about Coltasaur. It made me just want to hang out with everybody. Like I just wanted to buy y'all wings, and we were going to chill mm. and have a good time. It sounded so fun. So uh, you know, I'm just saying that you know I think that's how you and I got here, having this podcast. And I'm hearing what you're saying. And and for the people out there that may be hearing this podcast, you know, I just want to say that that Bob's perspective is obviously, you know, he's he's been behind the bars and treated like fucking scum. I don't know. And, and, like, for, and, keep, and for those that, that, mind, that love though, to like. wear the, the American flag loud and proud, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for those people that that are just. You know, uh, whoops! Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Just hardcore, proud people. Is that the way we, we is that the way we want to treat our citizens? Is that the standard that we have for our police? You know, the, uh, do we want our children to be scared of the police? That's not the way it used to be. You know, I mean, historically speaking, maybe it's always been a corrupt institution. I don't know. But you used to hear of, like, they would go down the neighborhoods and they would say hi to your grandma and, you know, you felt safe and, and yada, yada, yada. I think we've never See, been here's, more here's divorced thing, from that time now than ever.
2: Like, here's the thing, though. That's, that's a whitewashed propaganda. I call it copaganda. Like, you have to understand, man, like, this shit has been going on since there has been a police force. I used to be beyond proud when I was a kid of the fact that my great-grandfather was a Texas Ranger until I read about the Texas Rangers and how I read about how they just pillaged and fucking stole people's land and fucking destroyed everything until they picked up their shit and moved. Like, until they left. I'm like, oh, look, the the land's free now. It's ours now. Like, my great-grandfather was part of a scumbag unit, and, like, they're made out to be these heroes. Look at fucking Chuck Norris. Dude, I read as recently... As like a week ago, they're they're getting ready to end Supernatural. Jared Padalecki, the actor who plays Sam Mm -hmm. on Supernatural, has purchased the rights to Walker, Texas Ranger, and he's remaking the show. Like they still have Texas Rangers out to be these these heroes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like Like look at the movie Tombstone. Amazing movie. Like that moment where fucking Kurt Russell opens up his jacket and says, you see that? That says U.S. Marshal, like, holy shit, like a badass lawman. But what nobody really like reads into is that Wyatt Earp bullied his way into Tombstone. Like that scene where where he beats the shit out of Billy Bob Thornton and takes his spot is not unlike what really happened. But he wasn't antagonized. He Mm -hmm. bullied his way into that and he took money from people like he was a cop. People were afraid of him. Like, nobody talks about that kind of stuff because we've built a system of propaganda that makes cops out to be the heroes all the time. When, like, cops are disproportionately bad people sometimes. Most of them, like, there's a reason that 40% of the police force has domestic abuse cases against them. Like, that's sadistic. 40%? Like and they do it because it's a very real. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? I'm a cop. Like and it's a that's a very real thing. I can remember watching an interview, and I use this a lot. Like I remember watching an interview with Mike Tyson where somebody said something that he didn't like, and he was like, "You didn't have to bring that up. Fuck you. Why'd you bring that up?" And the guy goes, "Well, talking, you know, you don't have to cuss like that. It's not a that's not appropriate." And Tyson goes, "Yeah. Well, what the fuck are you gonna do about it?" Yeah, so and I'm I've, like, that's a very real question right I've now. I've seen that interview. What the fuck are, yeah, like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, that's a fucking world heavyweight champion. Are you going to stop him? Like, right. that's a dude who can fucking, not, he can hit you so fucking hard you won't even realize you're unconscious before you are. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? And it's a very real, like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? I'm a cop.
0: Hmm.
2: It's it's a dirty fucking thing that's happened, and it needs to be completely taken away and revamped. And it's it and there's there's no point in shutting it down and starting from the beginning. It'll never work that way. Like, especially if things don't change. Like we have to implement change first. Like one of the things that I've been suggesting that I personally feel, and like I get it, because some people are like, I don't want to fucking do that. Like, okay, then you don't have to do that. But then if you want to be a cop, this is something that you need to learn how to do. Like some what I feel is that every police unit should come with two people, two officers, one who is armed and the other who is not. The one who is not has to have some form of communications degree or something like that, a psychiatry degree, or at least have some sort of knowledge in hostage negotiation, even if there's no hostage in the situation. You have to be able to talk to a person first. Like, please, nobody wants to hurt you. Like, we need to discuss this. Especially if somebody's out in the street and they're clearly not armed. If they're running around in fucking underwear and sandals and they're screaming that they're their own god and the leprechaun stole their socks, like, I don't care. Like, okay, he's crazy, but he's not armed. Now this police officer who's been trained in fucking how to communicate, how to de-escalate, is here trying to de-escalate a situation along with an armed officer. And you try to de-escalate the situation, and if it doesn't work, okay, I need you to put your hands behind your back. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Now you try to take them down unarmed. They fucking manage to escape, and they're running away, and they pick up a fucking glass, and they break it. The other cop has to shoot. Like, that sucked. I didn't want to do it. He left me no choice. He put our lives in danger. This whole bullshit of his hands were in the air. I thought my life was in danger. Go fuck yourself. You should not be a cop like. And if it's one of those, like, well, how is it anybody else's responsibility to do that? Like, okay, if you don't want to do that, don't do this job because it's the only description available to the public. It's right there on the side of your door to protect and serve. If you do not feel like you you can do that or you want to do that, then you shouldn't be a police officer if you want to be a firefighter and you're like, I don't know how I feel about throwing water on fires, quit. You shouldn't be doing this. Like there needs to be something besides what we have now, because what we have now is bullshit. And it's, it's, it's killing people at an unbelievably psychotic rate. And, and so many people are getting away with it and it's going to get to a point. We're at a point right now where people are breaking windows and I've been, I keep saying this over and over again. Now your windows are broken and everybody's pissed. Like now your windows are broken and everybody's pissed. Like, yeah, fine, windows are broken and it sucks. I'm sorry, your windows are broken. George Floyd's still dead. Uh, Fernando Castile is still dead. Michael Brown is still dead. Tamir Rice is still dead. None of these people get to go home at the end of the night and look at a broken window and say that fucking sucks. They're gone. And their crime was being black at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, and, and just, it, just just to wrap up ahead. here,
1: just to wrap up here, um, you know, and Brianna, the cops that killed Brianna Taylor are still they haven't been yeah. arrested, right? So they haven't been arrested. Th- this yeah. has happened so much in our lifetime. You know, if if this was in in the early nineties and we were talking about Rodney King, there would still be these mm-hmm. audacious, blind, ignorant people saying. Well, how do you know it was a racist act? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. If you have to ask i I only hope that you 're open to to being shown why and it 's kind of hard because right. people cannot put on goggles you know there 's no technology to to feel what it what it 's like to be a black person in america That's right. that 's just the way that goes that 's just the way that goes i've so- se- i 've seen black voices. Um, Navy SEALs and, and just incredible people, guys like David Goggins, who are well-revered heroes of this country, say, how is it not a racist act? Of course this was a racist, racist act. The only thing that's going to change this is white people. White people have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. And now for the first time exactly. ever in American history... I mean there was a moment where every state in this country was protesting. That's the first time ever. Mm-hmm. That's the first time exactly. ever. After Rodney King, I believe it was only Oakland or California that was that was protesting. And it, you know, obviously the riots, right? But um it was only California. Yeah. It was it was localized. One good thing that came out of the internet is everybody was angry at the same time. Something does yeah. need to change. I am not enlightened and educated enough to say that I'm that I could tell you what that change could be. I'm not running for office. I don't know. But, you know, Bob, just yeah. to wrap up here, man, what are some final thoughts? You offered a pretty interesting solution. I do think, I mean, could you imagine if, if police were actually trained in mixed martial arts, the discipline that they yeah. would have to, to use their power accordingly, you know, to, to be yeah. able to anticipate mayhem, but still be kind of calm, cool, and collected? And really overpower mm-hmm. people in an intelligent way without, you know, putting your without knee them. Yeah. on their neck uh, for eight for you know nine minutes. Um, what are some final thoughts here, man? As we're as we're wrapping up.
2: Like I mean, you got to keep in mind also. Like I'm not, you know, I, I, I live on a soapbox, man. Like I, I don't, I'm not offering the solution. I'm offering an option. Like, and like something besides what we're doing now. And this is what I, I, I have a tendency of doing is offering my opinion and pointing out systemic racism, blatant racism and utter horseshit. Whenever I get the opportunity to, I tell people, cause I hear it all the time, all the fucking time. Well, what are you doing to change anything? What are you doing to change anything? And I, I tell everybody who stands on their soapbox on the internet and calls this shit out, and they're like, you know, they get they they get discouraged by assholes who sit there and say, well, what are you doing to change anything? And usually, 99.99999% of the time, whenever you hear somebody say, well, what are you doing to change anything? That person hasn't done anything to change anything about this situation. They're just coming in to voice their negativity, because where there is opinion, there will always be negativity. Wherever there is, why not people to sit there and say. Why not? Why can't you? Why can't we do it this way? There'll always be somebody to stand there and say why? What for? Why? And that's fine. People are always going to be that way. Wherever somebody tries to do good, somebody will always try to ruin that. Like we're we're for some strange reason a lot of people and this is not a human thing. This is a shitty human thing. Some people are shitty humans and they're crabs in a fucking bucket. So whenever you're whenever you're reaching out to do something, whenever somebody's trying to pull you out, they all reach out and grab your legs and try to drag you back in. So whenever somebody tells you, what are you doing to change anything, you tell them this, this is what I am doing. I am putting it out there and I'm calling out the bullshit when I see it. And when I'm wrong, I expect to be told that I'm wrong. And when you tell me that I'm wrong, I will look and I will dig. And if you are correct and I was wrong, I will admit to it like an adult. And if you weren't, like I expect you to be the adult and respect the fact that you were wrong. And if you don't want to be wrong, that's fine. That just shows that I was right. If you want to get angry and call me names and tell me I'm not doing shit, that's fine. Don't let people ever discourage you about speaking out and tell you you're not doing enough because fucking... Rosa Parks started by sitting down in a seat that she wasn't supposed to be in. It all started with her sitting down. Like, and it it escalated to what it escalated to. It escalated to people writing and getting angry. Like, but it all started with somebody sitting down. So it all starts with speaking up. Don't ever be afraid to speak out against, against shit that's wrong like that. Like, and if people say, well, you're an asshole and you're this and you're that, like, you have to, decide what's right for you and what's better for you is it better to be right and call out these things or is it better to be quiet and quiet and just go away like remember say nothing do nothing be nothing that's how that works if you don't say anything if you don't do anything then you aren't anything speak out guys don't ever be afraid to fucking speak out and speak your mind regardless of your opinion Be prepared for this backlash and the shit that comes with it, and be prepared to handle it like an adult. This is how we grow. This is how we move. Unlearn the things that you have learned, like
1: that are no longer serving you.
2: Yeah. Like keep learning, man. Keep reading. Keep opening yourself up to other people. Like don't just cut things off and say, oh, it's a bunch of liberal pussy bullshit because that's what your dad or your uncle or your friend said. (laughs) Like, don't don't fall for that bullshit, man. I have friends who are ex-Marines and they went into the Marines like when they were 17 years old, man. And they're very like, what a bunch of liberal pussy bullshit. And that's because they don't know nothing else. They don't know anything else. They know how to be soldiers. And that's it. Like, and I respect them and I love them for what they do. But they don't grow. The majority of people stop reading after high school. Never stop reading. Never stop learning. Always, al- always, always, always try to look for the smarter people in the room, and then find another room to learn something else. Like, keep learning, guys. It's the only way we grow. And and, and again, like you know, again, I'm sorry I get on my soapbox and I preach. It's I just love it. Who, it's who it's who I am as a human. Um, and I and and I feel personally like I've grown. A lot as a person I'm not the same man that I was a year ago I'm certainly not the same man I was two or three years ago like if you can look at the things that you said on Facebook on your you said this a year ago shit and look at it and go god damn that's awful and cringe at it and just say holy shit why the fuck did I ever say that that is a good thing you're learning you learn from that like just keep learning guys just keep opening your mind to things and and look at things for what they are. And when somebody tells you like the fucking president sister and goes, No, that's not what it is, like trust your eyes, man. Like, are you gonna trust your lying eyes or my words? Like, fuck all that. Like, trust what you can see, you know. Understand well, why people are arguing, understand why people are taking a knee, understand why people are throwing bricks through windows. Like, please understand that. Understand the difference between blue lives matter and black lives matter. Black people can't come home at the end of the day and take off the black. Blue lives get to come home at the end of the day and take the uniform off. And they can go out to a grocery store and they can go out to eat. And most of the time they don't have to worry about being pulled over and being racially profiled. There's a video right now of two cops racially profiling a black guy who's sitting outside of a bar having a cigarette. And they're saying you look like somebody we're looking for, and he said, "No, I don't. Mm. Like you don't even know who I am." Yeah, he was. And they tried to arrest him. Yeah, he was. They tried to arrest him before they even took his ID, and when they checked his ID, it turned out he was a federal agent.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Like, and and they let him go real fucking quick and in a hurry. (laughs) Now think about this Mm. for a second. You should not have to be a federal agent to be let go for not committing a crime. You shouldn't have to go to jail because you look like somebody. That's a load of shit. And learn the difference, guys. Like, understand why people are saying black lives matter and not all lives matter. Just because you have a house on the same street as a house that's on fire, doesn't mean that you need the water from the fire truck. The house that's on fire needs the water from the fire truck. Your house matters too, absolutely. But this house is on fire. Like, We're, you need to understand when your house is on fire and when it's not. So, and open your, na- it up,
1: your neighbor's house as well. If it ain't your house, it might be your neighbor's house. You know, right. totally, man. Brother, I love you so much. Thank you for, for taking time out of your evening, taking time away from your family yeah. to talk to a, 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 an old friend, you know. Um, real quick, do you recall the first time we met?
2: I want to say it was at Christina's party.
1: I remember like Like, Christina, yeah, I think it was. I'm trying to remember myself. She talked about you and Hector and Josh, and was like, you know, there was me and Dave, and she wanted to to bring us together. And she was like, Mm y'all are gonna get together, y'all gonna love each other. You remind me of of Bob and his crew. And when we got together, it was love at first sight, man. You know, um, just from one from one fellow genius to to another. I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. I say stand on your uh, stand on your soapbox, be loud and proud and do it, man. Like there's too many people that are passive going through life on fucking autopilot, thinking that the internet is is the true reality, man. Like these conversations are really really meaningful to me and I appreciate you. I appreciate you very much. And I I wanna have you on again so we can talk about wrestling. Am I am I right? I can't believe we made it this far without talking about wrestling. It's a it's a beautiful thing, man. I love you so much, man. Uh, uh, where can people support the cause and like find you on the internet and and, and follow your podcast?
2: Uh, you can find me just at the Bob is Awesome at Facebook. Uh, that's an old old Facebook name. Uh, you can find me under Trioxin Bob. Trioxin underscore Bob on Instagram. That's mostly my art. Um, check out my podcast with my good buddy Will Martinez. The movie Know It All podcast on rgvtitanradio.com. That's rgv uh check out all the podcasts on there the average boys uh, the human condition there's a bunch of great stuff on there heavy metal mania a bunch of fun podcasts on on our site you can find us at podbean or at again rgv we're on every wednesday at five you can hear me and my buddy to discuss uh different movies i know next week we're going to do stay tuned we got to have you on soon knives just so we can Talk some movies, something, my friend.
1: Well, you you say it, and I'll be there, man. I appreciate you. I'll see you down the road, and thanks for coming on, man. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks Thanks for having me on the show, man. You take care, brother.
1: My pleasure.